0: everybody's bat fans without pants and socks and a 52 inch waist did i get it to,
1: did i get you it? Got it all
0: all right cool 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 this this uh podcast is brought to you by the batman universe podcast don't work see i said it before we hit the one
1: minute <laughs> we should time it every every intro to see if we actually hit it yeah yeah let's
0: see, let's see how far i can yeah. i can stretch it like right to the 59, 59 yeah. yeah 59 59 but <laughs> well, we got but
1: it all for the next episode
0: yeah. But anyway, yeah, this is the Bad Fans Without Pants and Socks and a fifty two inch waist podcast. Uh this is episode number seventy one, Tim. We're seventy one years old. Can you believe it?
1: I'm feeling the age. I can't move as <laughs> as good as I used to.
0: <laughs> Can you still, you know, use the bathroom by
1: yourself? That I could still do, thankfully.
0: Okay. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to make sure now because some some of those older people need those adult diapers.
1: That's really all that matters, as long as you can still use the bathroom, I would say. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, as long as you can still use the bathroom, I think you're doing pretty good in life, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least Uh, as bad as everything gets, you can always think of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's like, you know, I'm up to my nose in debt. Um, My car broke down. Uh, I'm going to get kicked out of my apartment. But hey, I can still get up and use the bathroom by myself, right?
1: but where am I going to use the bathroom? I <laughs> get kicked out of your apartment.
0: It's called the uh, side of the road technique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: and you'll squat. get arrested. Yeah. You can use the prison bathroom.
0: Oh, yeah, that's it's pretty smart. Like if, you, like, if you're homeless, you really, really have to go. Just get yourself arrested. You got to hold it for a little bit, but <laughs> because, you know, they got to take you back to the station. They got to process you and, things like that mugshot and everything yeah yeah. mugshot take your fingerprints um charge you i guess
1: and then right when they're about to put you in oh actually the charges have been dropped (laughs) 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 do you have a public bathroom anywhere over here (laughs) sorry prisoners only
0: (laughs) prisoners and employees only (laughs) but anyway um I've bathroom talk to him, man. <laughs> What's wrong the Way with you?
1: we get into those conversations. I, I know.
0: It's like, how do we get into yeah. those things? I mean, it's, it just like, it just overtakes us, yeah. it overtakes the conversation. I don't really know why, but it happens.
1: Yeah, it's our shtick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, welcome to episode number seventy-one. So let's let's do our minute-by-minute Darknet Rises commentary thing. Are you if, ready, Tim?
1: I'm ready. If only we can, like, match up the minute numbers of our episodes. I don't think that's going to happen. But to have we're not on minute 71 <laughs> for episode 71.
0: Well, we would need to do, like, how, how many is that? Like, 50-something, Tim?
1: Yeah, well, well technically, we should have just started from episode one, even though Dark Knight Rises wasn't out yeah. yet when we started the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, but what I'm saying is, like, we, we can do a bunch of podcasts, like like 50 of them. <laughs> Just not numbered or anything. Just just us talking. Yes. Yeah, just us talking about random stuff. <laughs> just get, get...
1: They need to be five minutes long or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and one minute of that is the Dark Knight Rises yeah. in five commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So just get your Dark Knight Rises media period, uh, and scroll over to the 20, 25 Tim.
1: You're on minute 25. Yep.
0: Okay, good. 25 to 26. All right. So we're in the 25th minute. So just get over to the 25th minute and I'm, I'll, I'll give the countdown. So, Tim, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. I can't wait for this scene. <laughs> Why?
0: Well, you've seen it like 5,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> but not this in depth.
1: That's true, yes. Yeah.
0: All right. So, three, two, one, hit play.
1: Last shot we ended on with those guys in shock. Like, what? <laughs> yep.
0: Now we see, oh, uh, that guy's dead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even look at him in the face. He just grabs him by the throat, crushes it, and he's still looking at the other guy. Yeah,
0: but that's the funny part of, yeah. about that. Or the, I shouldn't say funny, like the more menacing part of it.
1: The guy knows he's going to die too, and he still does it anyway. <laughs> like, Next, I'll kill you. Like, okay. so why don't you.
0: just why don't you just run away?
1: I know he should have hopped in uh, the waterfall with Gordon right there, <laughs> but he tried it's to it. save himself. He's dead. There's no way no one could survive that. <laughs> Technically,
0: that other guy did, right? Yeah, that first guy. Oh no, this guy right here.
1: He's all, he's dead. I'm saved. I know I am. <laughs> he's like, oh crap. <laughs> And before he falls in, we're not. Oh, see no. Uh, <laughs> we almost got to an action scene. You know? I, well, we did see Gordon jump into the waterfall.
0: Oh, I guess so. Oh, yeah, and I forgot the whole plane sequence, but.
1: <laughs> we still have yet to see a Batman action sequence. I know. Six it, it,
0: it's been 26 episodes, <laughs> or 25 <laughs> episodes.
1: And we've barely gotten Bruce Wayne.
0: <laughs> yeah. We had like one scene with him, two scenes, right? Uh, no, I think just the one with uh, Selena.
1: Oh wait, then Alfred afterwards. But yeah, I yeah,
0: yeah, and do. in the Batcave, right, In front of the computer.
1: Yeah, mm,
0: yeah. Good. All right, well,
1: we're making progress. This is going
0: to be yeah, we're making progress, but this is really painful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so but, so painful that we have to endure it.
0: Yeah, it's just gonna I make it
1: stronger in the end when it's all over. It's gonna make us a better podcast.
0: So, so do you think like 250 episodes in the future or whatever it is, um, we'll be done with this. Do you do you think we're really gonna stick with this?
1: As long as we're doing this podcast, we'll be doing that commentary. That I will yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, you're
0: right. You're right. You're right. But um, rather than do a minute-by-minute commentary for a movie, let's let's move on to another movie. Yes. Uh, a uh, surprisingly very good movie, I would say, for our future topic. So, Tim, why don't you tell the good people at home about Legend of the, of the Night?
1: Yeah, so Legends of the Night, the Batman documentary, just came out on is it, is it
0: Legends of the Night or Legend of the Night?
1: I think it's Legends of the Night.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it just came out on DVD this past Tuesday, and I think on demand, I thought Amazon is where I saw it. So I just saw it yesterday, and it took me forever to see it, but I wanted to see it all week, but I just kept running out of time during the day. Like, uh, got to see it before the podcast, at least. <laughs> so I finally okay. saw it yesterday, and, Dane, you wrote a review on it for the site, which was really cool, and that mm-hmm. kind of made me more anxious to see it after you gave it such a good review. And
0: Yeah, and I wanted to thank, you know, whoever it was that sent uh, TBU the free... The free copy of it.
1: Yeah, the free review copy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I bought it. I, I mean, I bought the um, the documentary, but when I reviewed it, it was the free copy. But just had to thank that person, whoever it was.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what if it was the director?
0: Brett. Culp. Oh yeah, Brett Culp. Yeah, that's his name. I I kept on forgetting his name. Like like when I was writing the review, I couldn't remember his name. I was like, oh, the director did this. <laughs>
1: the editor, but, the person that yeah. it, the interviewer. <laughs>
0: but yeah, this is a it's a really good movie, documentary. Yeah. It's a really good documentary.
1: Yeah, it's a different take on on it too, because we've seen tons of documentaries of like the history of Batman, and the history of Batman movies, or just the comics and stuff like that. But what's cool about this one is how. It's just about how Batman inspired people. It's to, to do different good things, like in their community or in their daily lives. It just helped to persevere through life with people who have maybe certain disabilities or going through problems. It's how Batman's always there and kind of inspires them to make it through, which is really cool. And you made a good point in your review how it's not like they're not interviewing like the biggest Batman fan who has like right. the m- most comic collection or most action figures and stuff like that. No, it's nothing like that. Just people who are really like the character and use them for inspiration. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's a good thing because yeah,
1: definitely. Um,
0: that's not really interesting to me. I don't care if you have the most Batman comics in the world. I don't care if you, you know, can reference uh, an obscure story from the nineteen seventies, or if you can. I mean, if you have like the most Batman action figures in your house, you know, I I just don't care about that. But like, these people have like a a different a different connection to Batman you know it's it's not that fanboy that's you know sitting in his mom's basement you know it's it's something different and it's in the end it's something more than that
1: yeah so yeah, it sounded like uh, Bruce's line from uh, Batman Begins <laughs> oh, am, I, <laughs> am, I, am
0: I quoting Bruce from Batman Begins
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that line right there it almost sounded like it but hey, it's uh, appropriate
0: okay good good
1: But yeah, when watching it, I mean, you got so many different stories. And I guess just to go into some of our favorite ones, I mean, right off the bat, I think my favorite one would have to be the very first one they showed with the police officer who was part of that gang unit. And so Batman was kind of an inspiration to not only be a police officer, and like his family was like, uh, I think he said his uncles were police officers, so it was kind of ran in his family and what he wanted to do. But the fact that what I thought was really cool was how, He really took it to a point to get rid of this gang in this certain area in his city, and how that was like his mission that he wanted to get done. And to me, that's like kind of as close as Batman thing you can get, because I'm sure there's stories out there where Batman wants to get rid of a certain like organized crime, the mobsters, and all that, just to get get it out there. And this person actually did it in real life uh, that's a police officer he got he got rid of this gang that was kind of plaguing this neighborhood i mean they talked to you see him talking to kids always saying like how's everything going here? no more shooting right everything's been good here since this last week and they're all yep yeah, yeah, thank you and all that so it's just cool to see that that he's actually yeah. doing like kind of like a real life batman thing as far as getting rid of crime in a certain area so i thought that was really cool
0: yeah it was kind of a criticism, too. I mean, I, I don't mean to bring up the criticism too early, but it happened a little too fast. I mean, because we don't really see him again yeah. until the end. And I wish we, we got a little more with him because yeah, I agree. that was really interesting how he used Batman be, to become a police officer on the gang unit or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's as close as you're going to be, at least to me being a hero, as far as, like, if you really want to live kind of the Batman life, be a police officer and do what you can to get rid of the crime yeah. and help your community, too. So, yeah, that one struck a chord to me just because I had the biggest respect for police officers and then just having one that's been inspired by Batman it was really cool.
0: And then also, yeah. too, there's...
1: Are oh. um... oh, you going to
0: cut me off, Tim?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You go, you go, you go. Okay, I'll just go with another one. then <laughs> Uh, but the other one was—I uh, don't know if it was the one right after it or the third one—but it was with the guy who was born with only one leg and he only had fingers.
2: <laughs> yeah, that
0: guy was cool, man.
1: Yeah, it's like when he was doing—they first showed him in an interview, like, like okay, well, I wonder what uh, this guy's going to be inspired because if they're just showing him talking, it was like it wasn't a right away 'cause they showed you what his disability was. But then when they did, and then they showed you all the stuff that he pretty much you can do just as a, almost as every other person can do for I'm sure, it's a little more challenging, like playing basketball and then but going to dance dance revolution competition, which was <laughs> really cool. So, you know, do that. And then just, like you said, while he's always doing it, wearing a Batman shirt or no matter what he does, like if he's doing that competition or just playing sports and stuff like that, he would wear the Batman shirt to kind of for inspiration to remind him to like persevere and know that he can do it despite his disability.
0: Yeah. If- for me, it has to be the Petaluma Batman <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: or the um, that rich guy that dresses up and goes to the children's hospital.
1: Yeah, well, that was cool. They to, showed the these yeah. cam footage of him. <laughs> <coming over.
0: laughs> yeah, because he didn't have a back plate.
2: Yeah.
1: License plate. <laughs>
0: but um, yeah, it has to be, uh, I, I guess, both of them, because. I have to admit that I I don't like cosplayers. I mean I I get what they're doing, but it's it's not really my thing. Mm. I, I don't really I don't really have a taste for it. But with that said, did you see the Scarecrow uh, cosplay uh, for Arkham Knight?
1: The costume that he's gonna have in the game, right?
0: No, no, no. It's or like is someone a,
1: actually dressed up.
0: That yeah, see. yeah. I don't think I've if, seen that. It, yeah, if you follow them on Twitter, they posted a picture of it
1: i do and like that in my really costume cool.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway yeah it has to be um one of those two because like i said i i didn't really i, I don't really get cosplaying um doesn't really make that much sense to me but these guys they're they're, they're kind of like the 501st where they do it for charity you know the peluma batman i mean it's really sad how he gets his introduction i mean the the um this guy's yeah. daughter was missing in, um, is it, is it in Petaluma or something? Yeah,
1: I believe so. Yeah.
0: yeah, And he handed out, you know, flyers and organized the search party, um, to help look for her body. <laughs> oh, that sounds bad to say, Tim.
1: Yeah. It didn't have a happy ending.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't really have a happy ending, but, but just the fact that he helped organize a search party and, you know, handed out flyers and posted flyers on uh, telephone poles. And that was, that's not the only thing he does. He he also goes and, you know, does things for, for charities. He raises money for like his local library or his local high school football team or whatever it was. So that gave me a new respect for cosplayers that not just show up, not the cosplayers that just show up at conventions and take pictures, but I don't know. It's 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 a it, different type of cosplayer.
1: Yeah, because he's at, he's being active in his community and helping people in his neighborhood and community, which is different than what most yeah. cosplayers would do. And he, there's definitely a distinct uh, difference between his costumes and uh, that guy Lenny who drives the hospital's in their Batmobile. <laughs> <costumes.
0: laughs> that guy is cool. <laughs> I mean, he he has like a he has a Lamborghini, right? And yeah. then he has the the Batmobile from the, the Sixty
2: yeah. Six. <laughs>
0: And it looks like a full reconstruction of that thing, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to criti- criticize the suits since they're <laughs> they're doing good. Uh, yeah, well, Morgan, good yeah, like
0: the so Petaluma fun. Batman one is, I mean, it's not the greatest thing yeah. to look at, but...
1: <laughs> it's basically it's, a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, like a hood. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just the fact that, I mean, he seems like just a regular guy, the Petaluma Batman. Um, and I think they even say it in the in the documentary. He he's just like a regular.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't even say his college real name. Student. He wants to keep it a yeah, yeah. secret. Yeah, yeah. He's is like still in the costume.
0: He's a regular college student, but he's going out and helping his community. Whether it's you know just riding around on a scooter and taking pictures with people, or you know giving money, raising money for charity. And like I said, that that just gave me a new appreciation of of cosplayers i mean it's, it, especially the um uh the, that rich guy that dresses up as batman and goes to the children's hospitals i don't know i don't know how he does that i mean i i can't imagine children's hospitals are the the happiest places in the world
1: yeah he's got to like, go, yeah. probably holding back tears and all that stuff because man it's i know. Be tough what you're seeing those kids stuff like that and they hold it all in just to just like show that he's there for them to help give him strength and all that so yeah big process
0: yeah yeah and it's it's not like he's doing that much i mean he's just showing up and he's you know spending time with these kids and giving them coloring books and stuff yeah. which is really great And it's 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 even greater to see you know batman being used in that way you know it's yeah. it's not us doing a podcast between the two of us and <laughs> Alex and <laughs> Jake and um, Corbin, you know, it's it, it it's something more than than the the character itself.
1: Yeah, which is the theme of the movie, too, just how Batman so much more than just a comic book character and seeing all those stories proves that it's always means so much more to different people. Another really good one, too, was I think they show a lot of it in the trailers, too, with the, the five year old kid who had leukemia, I believe his name was Kai this
2: mm-hmm.
1: the selling what he had to go through with him and his mom went through and just how just how cool it is to know that batman was kind of his like, reason for trying to, to keep fighting and like the questions that he got asked during his interview like uh like what would batman like like say to you when you were if you ever like decided to give up or what would you say for, like a few thoughts ever entered your head about giving up and he's all like that thought wouldn't even enter my mind because like it wouldn't batman wouldn't do that so, right. all that stuff is really cool he even had like a the things they did for uh in san francisco for the batman kid he even yeah. had something done like that too which is pretty cool
0: yeah yeah i it's funny how we we never heard about that one but yeah. about the, the san francisco bat kid
1: i know i wonder, wonder which one was first actually like, how long this was in production before the San Francisco one happened
0: it was probably the uh the kid the um kai probably kai
1: yeah yeah you're probably right i'm sure this has been in in the making for a, a few years i would imagine yeah. anyway
0: yeah it's really it's it's a really good film for a kickstarter film because i i, I guess i don't expect kickstarter films to be that good
1: <laughs> this is probably the first one i've seen that's a kickstarter
0: yeah 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 me too but um another,
1: yeah, this is, I was gonna oh, say another go cool ahead. thing about it too, which to kind of instead of for like all the people in their everyday lives, is the fact that how I like how they threw in Michael Uslan's story in there too of how struggling went through just to get yeah. bat the first Batman movie made. I just I've heard it tons of times, but I always get a kick out of hearing his story, especially that moment where he says uh, the first time they actually interviewed his brother too, which is pretty cool. How his brother said the first time they saw the '66 TV show, how angry he got and how like <laughs> personally he offended, him, saying like people are literally laughing at Batman. This is not how Batman's supposed to be. Like how can they do that? him and i like, think mark hamill are the two who kind of felt that way i think mark hamill was a little more forgiving with it though kind of went with it but still saying well this isn't really the batman that i know from the comics." but i just always love hearing michael Uslin's story just how Cause, yeah, they just crazy to think how nobody wanted batman a movie made about him yeah. even the president of DC saying, like you know why do you want to buy this it's a dead <laughs> property no one's going to want to make this like you're out of your mind like i wonder how long that president lasted there <laughs> if he was there when the movie actually came out
0: yeah i mean was batman dead back in like i think it was the 70s right
1: yeah i mean I, there was a time where he almost, the comics almost got canceled i think it was a little bit before that i think that was during the yeah. 60s but probably after the show the hype from that died down sure it wasn't as big as it was during the 60s and then even now of course obviously now but there probably was a dead little dead period i would imagine
0: Mm-hmm. and Danny O'Neill was really good in it too H- how he was saying like he, he realized that he-, he was writing modern myths yeah. kind of
1: and all it took was for him to kill Robin <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> you know like you guys realize I didn't kill Dick Grayson right yeah. <laughs> is, is it like you guys know no real boy died <laughs> while writing this comic but that's oh, what it took for him to realize yeah. like, this is something. this is something bigger than just like a Little comic story that I'm working on here, yeah it's
0: it's bigger than you know stuff for kids you know he he's not writing for kids, he's writing for you know everybody
1: yeah, the adults are the ones who really get <laughs> are gonna give <laughs> them the feedback that these are either gonna be good or bad and the complaining.
0: <laughs> wish there was more of him though,
1: yeah, I wonder how much got left on the edited or the cutting room floor. <laughs> Yeah, I
0: ordered the deluxe edition of the of the um, digital download. Uh, so I'm hoping there's some Denny O'Neill in that.
1: I didn't even notice if mine was a deluxe edition or not. I just
0: clicked. How on much it. did you pay for it?
1: I rented it for it was uh, five bucks.
0: Oh, uh, off of iTunes?
1: Uh, Amazon.
0: Oh, Amazon. I I doubt it came with the the special features,
1: but. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Probably would have been more if it was. Just buy it, Tim. I know. <laughs> I probably will now <laughs> that I've seen it.
0: I mean, come on, the guy made a Brett Colt made a good Batman movie, so, so you should um you should support it. And let's not forget, this is a I mean I said this in the review, but this is a Batman movie, and this is yeah. to me it, to me it's one of the best Batman movies I've ever seen. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, I mean it, I was kind of expecting too much is cool about it. That, you know certain documentaries they don't have the licensing for stuff where they can't even show an image of the character or the subject that they're talking about yeah. so why they didn't show any like movie clips or clips in the animated series or anything like that they were able to show like cool images from the comics and i like the little uh, shots they would have of just kids sitting outside reading different comics and how it wasn't just like they just give them one of the new modern comics but so they have kids reading like the very first issue of detective comics and then you see a kid, I kind of go, oh, look, he's reading The Untold Legends of the Batman. That's like the age I was when I was first reading that. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. But yeah, so it was glad that it wasn't just they were talking about Batman, but you couldn't see Batman because they didn't have the license or whatever. So it was still good in that front of You were able to see the character because I know not all documentaries can do that. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like, how, how would they make the film if they didn't have, I mean, if they couldn't find a way to use the Batman image?
1: I know, to do like different variations of artwork maybe like of yeah. bats. But does it doesn't really look like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But did you see uh, DC is suing like a Brazilian soccer team or something? Oh Because, no. <laughs> because their, uh, their logo looks like the, the Batman logo.
1: Oh really? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's like, several different Batman yeah. logos. Which one does it kind of look like to you?
0: Um, I think it's the, um, the one from 89. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. It's either 80, it, it, was one, it was from one of the movies. It was either uh, 89 or it was the Nolan movies.
1: Wasn't the Batman and Robin one with the Batman no. symbol and the Robin symbol? <laughs>
0: Nobody's going to rip that off. No. And I'm sure if they did, DC would just be like, you know what, you can have it.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: we don't want that. Go ahead. <laughs> That's why they gave the... Um, what did they give... DC or uh Warner Brothers gave something to the Smithsonian.
1: Yeah, it's was was... Clooney's outfit.
0: Yeah, but it was something else. I I think it was like Batgirl's cowl or something, or her uh her domino mask or something. Yeah, I thought it was
1: just Clooney's Batman oh. outfit. Either like,
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Why would you I mean the Smithsonian is 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 it... I mean they have the space shuttle there.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, DC was, or Warner Brothers is cleaning up space in their <laughs> their movie lots, and oh, this has to go.
0: So it's the space shuttle that went to sp- a thing that went to space, and the George Clooney call.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they should throw that in there. <laughs> but um, I don't want to get too nitpicky here, because it's kind of hard to nitpick about people doing. Like good things for their community yeah. or making through with life struggles, but the one that I kind of maybe felt a little too much time on with the like the runner Batman, the guy who ran in the Batman costume <laughs> or the Batman outfit that he wore. Oh, uh, because for <laughs> this is gonna sound real geeky, but like if you're running that, shouldn't you maybe be the Flash instead of Batman? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, Tim. I was going. I could have. It's probably really geeky for me to think that when I was watching, like, it probably make more sense if he was running the Flash <laughs> logo.
0: <laughs> the guy's raised money for charity, Tim, running.
1: I know, that's why it's hard details. to talk anything. But, like, uh, Flash would uh. make more sense. <laughs> but I guess, well, obviously, Flash isn't as recognizable as Batman or the Bat symbol, so there's that, but it'd been cooler if it was a Flash, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh man, Tim. But um yeah, my nitpick is a pretty simple one. I just w- I I just wish it was longer, a- and that we could stay with with people longer. Like like that cop in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I wish we could have stayed with him longer, and you know, see what he does and more of his story. Just things like that. Uh, I just wish the movie was a little bit longer. Maybe like eighty minutes. You know because cause the movie is like 71 minutes so I wish it was you know they had that extra time to to stick with people a little longer
1: yeah and I wonder too if anyone they, I'm sure there is every movie is like this where they interviewed so much people that some didn't even make it I wonder if, if this is more successful I wonder if they'd consider doing another one because I'm sure there's tons of stories out there that are just like begging to be told Yeah.
0: I wonder who they turned down like, like the stories that they turned down. I know. You know I know like, bet oh, you. Man.
1: Yeah. I bet you they did get people like you were talking about saying, "Hey, interview me. I got this big Batman collection yeah. or all of my memorabilia and all that stuff." I bet you they got tons of that.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm so glad that they just ignored those people or were like, "No thanks,"
1: because
0: yeah. man, it makes the movie so much better where you, you know you don't see some guy in his mom's basement, you know, with all of his comics.
1: Unless there was a Detective Comics twenty seven in there, maybe that'd make it kinda cool, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean what, there's only like four in the world or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah and when yeah. you you're gonna interview a billionaire.
1: I know exactly. <laughs>
0: it doesn't make that much sense, but it'd be cool to see it, I guess. But um yeah, I I really, really, really like this movie, this documentary. This was really, really well made. Um yeah, and that's all I can say about it. This was really, really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've known about this for a while now. Yeah. And now that it's... S-
0: since we were at, we were at uh, GKO.
1: Has it been that long, really?
0: Yeah, because I wow. remember the Kickstarter. I remember Bob talking to us about the Kickstarter. Yeah,
1: you know, I think but, you're right, yeah. They came out with a very brief trailer for for it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, man. These documentary movies, especially ones that are need to be funded by Kickstarter, they do take a while, but in the end, like you said, it was worth it. I mean, I wanted to see it once it was completed, but once I read your review and saw how much you loved it, like, okay, I gotta see this, like, right now, but then it took like two or three days before I did, so.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I guess the final thing I'll say about this is that the filmmakers were respectful to the fans and to to Batman. Yeah. Because... I don't know if you ever saw the the, the Star Wars documentary Jedi Junkies.
1: No, I, I tend to stay away from that kind of stuff. <laughs> that stuff makes me. Oh uh, kind of yeah <laughs>
0: yeah, you could skip that Tim because, I mean, there's this one part where they um. How do I put this without being crude? Uh. It's it's about the uh the women who dress up as Slave Leia okay. and how, Star Wars male star wars fans are kind of into that okay yeah so that wasn't very respectful to the fans especially (laughs) the female fans but i'm so glad with this documentary you know they're they're respectful to every fan out there you know it's no matter if no matter if you have like a thousand batman comics or whatever or if you saw the dark knight and liked the movie and like batman from that movie you know
1: yeah, and watching this, like when I was finished watching this, this made you kind of proud to be a Batman fan because just seeing how much good oh, yeah. he inspires in people. And like you said, we're just here doing a podcast talking about him, but there's so many other people who are doing so much more because of the character, which is awesome. So he affects peoples in folly ways they don't even realize sometimes, which is always neat. But some decide to do more with it than others. That's cool too. You can just be a fan. It's not like there. It didn't like preach to say like oh, you should be doing this or use Batman to do more with your life and all that. didn't have that tone at all, but it's just telling you the cool stories of people that have used the character for inspiration and just to do more with their lives. So all around, like yeah. you said, it was really good.
0: Yeah, and in a way, it kind of made me a better Batman fan. You know, it it kind of taught me, I mean, I already kind of knew this, but it, it taught me that Batman isn't just something that I read every every week. Yeah, you know it's it's something more. It's, it's it, affecting it, it's, people's it's, lives in yeah.
1: certain different ways, yeah, which is awesome. And probably only him and Superman, I think, are the two comic book characters who will ever only be able to do that. Yeah, on a on a global scale, probably. I'm sure everyone has their favorites. They get inspiration from their favorite heroes, whether it's from DC or Marvel. But probably the most around the world that people are going to look for inspiration is Batman and Superman. I mean, they're just there's no denying it really just when you look at their popularity and how long they've been around.
0: Yeah, so so it's not you know something that you read every every week or every two weeks or whatever. You know, it's means a lot to means a lot to the world, I guess.
1: Yeah. So I don't think we're going to be seeing Legends of the Plastic, the story of Plastic Man. Oh, man. <laughs> you know
0: what? I'm going to start a Kickstarter. Yeah. Man. I'm going to get Brett Culp to direct it. I go out and shoot shoot all of the all of the footage and stuff. And well, the good
1: thing we'll, about that, I don't think it'll take long or cost that much, yeah. because you probably won't be talking to that many people.
0: There's probably like one guy out there that yeah. you No, know, he has like like a ton of classic man merchandise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, even with the stretchy characters, you got Mr. Fantastic, who I think is a more popular character. So if there's people who like his powers, they'd probably be more into Mr. Fantastic than Plastic Man.
0: (laughs) Why, though? I mean, why?
1: Well, he just... (laughs) First of all, he doesn't look like a dork with uh, the plastic (laughs) those red tights. (laughs) And he's a lot smarter than Plastic Man, too. Oh,
0: Yeah, well, you... You definitely have a point. <laughs>
1: well, that might change with the new movie that's coming out because I don't think anyone's too excited about that one. Which more, one? The new Fantastic Four movie. Oh, the new Fantastic yeah. Four, yeah. There's just so much bad buzz going around it. Like, I didn't even know
0: they were making a new one.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing that has me a little worried. It's getting such bad buzz. and It just, yeah. just almost gets the feeling like they're just making it to make it and they don't care about the quality. But the director of it, Josh Trank, he's going to be doing one of the new standalone Star Wars movies, so it's not like. Hope oh. this <laughs> isn't an indication of something we can expect from a Star Wars movie. But he did do Chronicle, which I really like. So.
0: Oh, that was a good movie.
1: Yeah, I really liked. It. I I only saw yeah. it because when I found out he was directing it, <laughs> so I had to check it out. So, oh. this why if this one ends up being bad, Fantastic Four, then I won't be too worried. But at the same time, I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so Lucasfilm had to see something in him to wanted yeah. to assign them so quickly to direct one of the standalone films
0: you see i thought that franchise was dead the fantastic four franchise
1: uh this is like i think fox's last ditch ever to try to get something out of it with a reboot and if mm. not i think it's going to go back to marvel and then then it'll be revitalized <laughs> i'm sure they'll do a good job with it
0: so fox has spider-man yeah. no, no no fox fox has um x-men
1: yeah x-men and fantastic four they used to have Daredevil, but oh. they gave back that yeah. back to Marvel.
0: How did they end up with that? I mean, I mean, I mean, why that?
1: I know There was that time before Marvel Studios, which is like so unfortunate now, <laughs> when you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like they couldn't wait just a little bit to hold on to the rights for Spider-Man and the X-Men, yeah. but they wanted movies made, and that's the way. It's the only way they ever able to to distribute the rights to the different studios. Yeah. Now. They want him back, probably, but they can't. It's like, uh, especially Spider Man. I want him to come back <laughs> to the rights of Marvel because he just would fit in so perfect with their universe they're setting up right now.
0: And Spider Man is with Sony, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, I see.
1: That's a big old mess I'm hearing. You know, they like, they don't know what to do with their sequels and all that because the second one didn't do as good as they hoped, and they were planning like yeah. a Sinister Six movie. With like this, even in itself, like you're gonna make a movie about six villains who where spider-man might not even be involved and he's really going to want to see that and this spider they're trying to spin off a whole like universe like marvel's doing with their movies with just the spider-man franchise which you can maybe pull off with a few but it's his world doesn't really set up that way where you can make a big cohesive universe like marvel's doing with spider-man's characters and, right because there's i don't think this was true but some came out i think a week ago saying sony's thinking of a like a prequel Aunt May movie showing how she met Uncle Ben and all that. <laughs> like, yeah, what
0: was that? <laughs> I mean, it, is that like a thing? Is, is that going to happen?
1: I don't think so. I like, there's no way they could be thinking that. At least I would hope not. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty desperate. Yeah. if They're going that route.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that. Was, that's pretty desperate. I mean, that's scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you are out of gas if that's the case.
1: Especially when they haven't even touched their other character like. Venom and the uh, their song like Black Cat or uh, whatever. There's Sinister Six, Black Cat, Venom, and yeah, maybe that was it. But like I said, Spider-Man doesn't have that many characters. I think that can sustain a whole wide universe of movies. So I just want Marvel to get the rights back for it <laughs> so he could show so, up in Avengers. Yeah.
0: So if the third Spider-Man movie tanks, think it gets bad reviews and doesn't do a lot of money. Does, I mean, is there a chance that Marvel could could get the the property back? Yeah,
1: I think so. If at the very least, I think they'll probably work out something where they can use them. But maybe Sony could still make movies and maybe allow them to show up in the Avengers or something. That's what I think. Mm. Because I think Sony's getting pretty desperate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why, has the Spider-Man property run out of gas yet?
1: There's signs showing that it is, but here's the thing: like it made $700 million for Amazing Spider-Man yeah. 2, which is, I mean, <laughs> nothing really to be ashamed of. But I think they were expecting it to do more, and then fan uh, backlash on it. I think just critically too, it didn't do good, so they kind of went back thinking, okay, what are we gonna do? Because the third one even got pushed back. It was supposed to be out like 2016, and now that got pushed back to 2018 or something like that. So they're just trying to figure out what they're gonna do with the character which I think should just be they give a call to Marvel and Disney and say, how much do you want <laughs> to buy this <it> for?
0: <laughs> if only it was that simple.
1: Yeah. Well, they can use the return that Disney's going to get for The Force Awakens and just use it to buy Spider-Man back.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, that movie's going to make a lot of money.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It's getting but, um, a lot of it from
1: me. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, what was I going to say? Um I forget what I was gonna to say to uh,
1: Wasn't about the Ant May movie?
0: <laughs> no. It's that's the one movie I was looking forward to. You know, forget Batman v Superman, forget <laughs> Justice League, Wonder Woman, uh Green Lantern, uh Flash, Suicide Squad. I'm looking forward to that Ant May movie because that's gonna be the greatest Superhero, non-superhero, superhero movie
1: <laughs> that they ever made. It's called Ant yeah, Rises or the Rise of Ant yeah. Uncle Ben,
2: <laughs> the Ant Rises.
0: <laughs> but but I mean, what's it gonna be about?
1: I think it was, if I remember, but she's or, younger. Yeah, like her, how her and Ben meet in high school or something like that. How they develop their oh. relationship and all that.
0: So so why would you want to see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, it could make for, like, a good flashback moment in a movie or a comic story, but for a whole two-hour movie about that, like, I don't know. It'd have to be, like, a pretty compelling story where you don't even think about it as being part of, like, the Spider-Man universe yeah. for it to work. But yeah. And the thing is, they'd probably throw in these dumb little Easter eggs to, like, show, like, a precursor to Peter <laughs> Parker or Spider-Man or something like that. It's
0: like a spider crawls into the room. And
1: yeah. <laughs> <Pat> and
0: <laughs> like, May scoops it up and puts it outside. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, get out of here, you wall crawler, or web or yeah. <laughs> something like
0: that. Ooh, you web uh, <laughs> Oh, man. I think between you and me, I I think we can come up with the worst movie ideas.
1: Uh, we we had a whole episode about that, remember?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We did a whole feature topic about yeah. that. What was mine, like The Rock, or something?
1: Uh, something about becoming a romantic comedy between
0: oh, yeah, yeah, Bruce right. and
1: Lois, or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but who starred in it?
1: Yeah, you had a pretty good cast. So I, I don't remember what it was. Oh,
0: dang it. I have to go back and listen to that yeah. now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, so, Tim, that was a great movie, right?
1: Yeah. Two thumbs up for me.
0: I'd give it four, but I only have two, so... <laughs> Two thumbs Uh, up for me. How about
1: two thumbs up and two big toes up?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that'll work. Um, But why don't you tell the good people at home about the uh, Convergence event?
1: Yeah, I don't know about you, but when I first saw this, I got pretty darn excited. (laughs) Because DC's new event in 2015 called convergence they're going to have like a two-issue mini-series for certain titles and that's going to be stories set in the pre-new 52 universe so like where i 1st thought like oh man that's cool and i thought is this a sign of things to come where maybe we could be getting this continuity back is this just the first step i don't know maybe they're testing the waters out to see if they get a good response because uh, when you look at the titles that they announced i was looking like showed images and descriptions so i was just thinking to myself man I want this continuity back <laughs> there's so much good stuff that it's sad that it got washed away or revamped in a way that just is not as good and in particular one or i'm sure i'm gonna know which one you think looks best to you dane but <laughs> the one that got my attention is probably gonna be no surprise it's batman shadow of the bat which if you look at the images and it looks really cool you see bruce Wayne and his batman but then there's the Azrael batman and <laughs> i honestly didn't think i'd see the Azrael bat suit again in the actual comic ever probably <laughs> and it looks again i it gets a lot of flag but i still think it's a pretty cool costume yeah it's maybe a little too extravagant or a little too <laughs> too uh mechanical or i don't know whatever you, word you want to use but there's something about it I think that still looks pretty cool. But so when I saw some of those panels that they previewed with as and Bruce just standing on a rooftop, and yeah, I kind of geeked out a little bit because <laughs> you know how much I love Nightfall. But that's gonna that's cool. I think they're using the Shadow of the Bat uh, comic title because that was a big title during the whole like Night Quest and Night's like titles that were or it was part of the. I'm nah, <laughs> getting tongue but there was all those different Batman titles that tied into the whole Night End, Night Quest story, and Nightfall, I think Shadow of the Bat was one of them, so it's kind of cool to see that it's on there, the description is that, a year ago Batman got trapped in Metropolis when hunting down Azrael, but now he must team up with the man that replaced him and see how differently they operate as Batman, so... We've seen like Dick Grayson and Bruce as Batman work together in the Batman Incorporated stuff, but this one I think should be pretty cool. I'm sure Bruce is going to do tons of stuff to or cool stuff with uh, against or with the Asriel Batman and probably put him in his place, so I can't wait for that one. I think that looks really cool. And then there's the Superman stuff, which, again, anyone who's read the early New 52 Superman stories are kind of aching to have the old Superman continuity back with his relationship with Lois and all that. And this one's looking like the... Uh, converted Superman title where uh, Lois is pregnant with their child, so that should be interesting, but there is just something about the Superman-Lois relationship that just works better than what's going on now with the Superman-Wonder Woman stuff, so again, reading all this stuff it's like, uh, it's going to be cool to read it, but then just makes you wish that this was still going on (laughs) so yeah, I'm excited for it, I can't wait till it starts and I probably won't get every title, but there's going to be a good amount that I'm going to get there's like the Nightwing and Oracle story, and then there's a Flash with the Wally West as Flash, which is always cool. Teen Titans, so yeah, tons of stuff. But Dane, I know there's <laughs> the one you're looking for. Who's gonna be Batgirl?
0: No, I was gonna say the Atom.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I totally forgot he had a comic book, uh, an, an ongoing series.
1: That he did. Yep. Well, I, t-
0: I totally forgot that.
1: With Ray Palmer being on Arrow now, maybe the Atom's gonna make a bigger comeback
0: maybe because i i totally forgot he was the atom <laughs> <laughs> like i i told I, I thought he was like a brand new character that got that got introduced in arrow i was like oh these guys this guy's looking at like uh blue army blueprints
1: yeah did you see this last episode
0: <laughs> yeah yeah with the suit with yeah the hologram suit
1: yeah that was cool i was like wow they're actually kind of teasing it already i thought it would be something like by the end of the season and then like the last five episodes or something. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. So Adam's probably going to fight Arrow at the end over Felicity. That's how this <laughs> is.
1: I'm sure there'll be an argument. I don't know about a fight. <laughs> at least I hope not an actual fight.
0: And then Arrow's going to have to kill Adam. He, he's going to
1: step on him. <laughs>
0: or something. Or I don't know how that's going to work out, but it's going to be over Felicity. And, Either Arrow or Felicity, I mean uh, Adam, or Felicity is gonna die.
1: Nah, Adam's not gonna die, and Felicity's too popular of a character for them to kill off. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that'll be true. true.
0: Well, Arrow had his chance, man. Oliver had his chance.
1: That he did, and it's all his choice. You can't feel too sorry for him. Yeah. Besides, he has to be with Black Canary anyway. We all know that's where it's gonna go. <laughs> that's why I think it's kind of pointless. They're teasing this whole Oliver Felicity relationship. Like, no, he's gonna be with Black Canary.
0: <laughs> you um, you should have read uh, Andy's timeline. His um, the Flash podcast timeline.
1: Uh, what are you in there?
0: No, he he was like freaking out, like having a not a fit, but. <laughs> He was having he he was uh, so excited and it was just an excited timeline yeah. <laughs> for the Arrow episode.
1: Oh, Okay, well, if it was during the episode, that's why like I gotta be off Twitter and all that because everyone's yeah spoiling it and saying things. i like, okay.
0: Well, he's really good about yeah he's good the spoilers yeah he's good but else.
1: a lot of people I follow just live tweeted to say things like oh, okay gotta skip that or just stay off here for a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's just. Just like getting spoiled on... Now, spoilers, everybody, for the first and second season of Arrow. Spoilers. So skip ahead a little bit. Just like how I got spoiled on um, Oliver's mom.
1: Dying. (laughs)
0: Yeah, dying. (laughs) I didn't want to say it, Tim, but you just...
1: Hey, you gave out the spoiler warning. Okay, okay.
0: (laughs) But, you know, some people would just ignore that.
1: Well, it's like, their fault then. But...
0: <laughs> I guess. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Batgirl. Stephanie Brown is back as Batgirl. It's not that depressed, Barbara that we have with the Gail Simone, Gail Simone arc on Bat Batgirl, the new 52 Batgirl. So I'm happy.
1: The only thing is, I don't know if it's a big deal for you, but it's not uh, Brian Q. Miller who's writing it. It's,
0: yeah, but is the
1: writer Alisa Quitney? Clinton. That's how you pronounce it, yeah. pronounce it? I guess so, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's better than nothing. And hopefully they don't change it like they did the Smallville comic. Uh, let's, yeah. put it out the, let's make it Cassandra Kane instead. <laughs> <laughs> but she looks like to be Susanna too as a Black Bat. I forgot about she was that character by the end of the... Yeah,
0: movie. yeah, when she gave up the Girl. Yeah. Um, outfit. See, right. see right.
1: Tim's good Red Robin costume?
0: <laughs> where, where? Let me see, let me see.
1: And it's in the background of the background one. He's like running towards...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that one.
1: That was a good costume, man.
0: What, you don't like his new one?
1: No, I've complained about that from day one. Those wings. Oh. <laughs> I just hate how those, those wings. <laughs> I
0: must have just ignored that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we haven't talked about the Teen Titans comic in a long time, which, unfortunately, is pretty much the only book he's in. And I don't get really? that. They canceled Teen Titans, but now it's back again. Like they relaunched it with issue number one, and it's not issue number four or five now. Like, what was the point of canceling it in the first place?
0: It's probably just to start over because I guess it wasn't that good.
1: Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So, so they kind of wanted to just start fresh and be like, "Hey, this is a new writing team. This, we renumbered it, so we're all cool now."
1: Yeah, but they don't usually do that, DC. That's more of a Marvel thing. They renumber things so much.
0: Well, I mean, Detective Comics got up to, what, like 780?
1: No, 800 and something. Because remember we had that 900? Was it?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like 800 something. Yeah. Forgot.
1: Oh, that 900 issue is such a (laughs) joke.
0: (laughs) They should have just kept the the numbering and uh, reset the universe.
1: Yeah, like even if they didn't, don't try to tie it in with the old continuity or the old numbering. You said you wanted a fresh start, so this is it. Don't tie it in and make a slap a bigger price tag on it because technically it is the nine hundredth the issue. But yeah, don't get me started on that again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I remember that nine hundredth issue and your review of it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I gave it a one.
0: <laughs> Wasn't it just all filler? Yeah. It's just like bad stories. I remember... the, I think there was a Bat... Uh, not Batman. Uh, Mad Bat. Mad Bat, yeah.
1: Because they yeah, were on man. the 900th block or the 900th street or something like that. <laughs> uh, so stupid.
0: So you want to talk about missed opportunities. Yeah. That was a big one. <laughs>
1: <sighs> but this uh, conversion story kicks off in April and it, says it runs through the end of May. So I'm hoping it does really good. And if anything, maybe... DC can bring this continuity back for a few titles anyway. It Doesn't have to be 52, but maybe just give us some new stories. Like even if it's like every month, we get a story of a different character, like Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, or something like that. That'd be cool. Just to have something to keep those stories going. Because I know when I read it, I'm just gonna be going, "Man, I really wish this was still going on." <laughs> as good as the Batman stories from Scott Snyder has been, I just wish it could still tie it in with the old stuff because they stand alone as being good. But in the back of your head, I know I. Got to do. I try anyway to be good to separate it. Just enjoy the story, which I normally do. But just in the back of your head, sometimes you just say it's just not part of some of the old continuity that you like and <laughs> that you wish were all connected. But
0: yeah, I mean, I think we're four years into the new Fifty Two. Uh,
1: three, three years. Yeah,
0: and I kind of wish they didn't do this. Kind of wish that they just kept on going.
1: Yeah, we're at that point now where besides Batman and I guess uh, Green Lantern and Wonder Woman, those three have been the real consistent ones. Whereas not too much to complain about, except for certain things with Batman, even though Snyder does some great stories, they went back and saying, oh, everything's like year one that happened and long Halloween, all that stuff happened. But then they go and retcon all that. Now that stuff for sure didn't happen, especially year one long Halloween with zero year and that two face story we got for Batman and Robin. Totally different.
0: Why did they even? Why did they even say that? You know, yeah. year one is still in the continuity and.
1: Yeah, don't blah, even blah, say blah. anything. Yeah. You're digging yourself into a hole because when you do get something different, people are going to complain. Say, but you said. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you can't just tell those people to shut up and stop worrying about continuity. I mean, these people care about continuity, so...
1: Yeah. It's like it they tried to have the best of both worlds and it didn't work. They like, should have just went all in or not do it at all. Yeah. Cause, and the, what they're ending up doing is changing it anyway. You should have done that from the start. But, yeah, we, we've oh, talked well. about our disappointment with the news <laughs> in several episodes, so we can move on.
0: <laughs> I know. I, th- I I think we should stop, Tim. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But moving on to some hopefully happier news, Tim, for yeah. you and me, because we both watch Gotham. Uh, the the Graysons are coming to Gotham.
1: Yeah, which if you remember from our episode where we had our character wish list, the three that I wanted are all going to be on the show now. So I'm a happy camper. I got Thomas, Tommy Elliott. I ah, can't even say his name. Tommy Elliott was on two episodes ago, which was cool. We know Leslie Tompkins coming in. Uh, later this season and then we just got word from the showrunner one of the producers saying that they're gonna have a story where uh we see uh, dick grayson's parents meet and get introduced so that should be cool i wonder if it's gonna be with the Haley circus at all or if they're just gonna be in gotham or they don't have the circus connection yet but i'm kind of hoping they are part of Haley circus already
0: so what about leslie Tompkins? i know she was on your wish list
1: yeah And I'm happy she's going to be in it, but as we talked about before, there's that little worry of how her and Gordon are going to have some type of romantic relationship, which could be fine as long as she's still there for Bruce. That's all I want (laughs) (laughs) to her to establish that like mother relationship her and Bruce had from the comics and that lasts up till he's Batman. I just hope there's aspect of that in there and it's not all on her and Gordon's was sure to be a problematic relationship. (laughs)
0: seems like they're heading in that way because after this this week's episode um, spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert if you haven't seen this week's Gotham what's the episode called Harvey Dent Harvey Dent if you which seen I was a little
1: disappointed in it, honestly
0: yeah but it seems like they're heading that way because uh, Barbara ran off with Montoya they seem to be back in back yeah. in a relationship.
1: Yeah, and so then you have Gordon and Tompkins coming kind of in relationships, relationship, then probably he'll see Barbara yeah. again, and they'll get mad at each other for cheating on each other, and then it's going to cause this whole
0: so. So it's, pre- <laughs> so it's pretty much going to be like uh, Oliver and... Um, what's her name?
1: <laughs> Oliver and Laurel.
0: <laughs> Laurel, yeah. No, we can't be.
1: That's
0: because yes, we it's, can't be.
1: It's going to be like a CW show now. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, or... Sorry... I can't reference that anymore because that's an old reference. I'm going to do the Roy and Thea uh, reference because <laughs> the whole second season, it was them. We can't be together. Oh, man, but I can't stand to be without you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't be together. Oh, we need to break up. Well, all of It's kind of forcing them to. Yeah, but they did it like five times throughout that entire season.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> and, and then they're doing it in this season, too. Well, I mean, now they're kind of friends because yeah, it but, seems like Thea moved on to that DJ guy. Yeah,
1: that's, that's going to cause a problem, I guarantee you. Yeah. Roy's going to get jealous of that DJ guy.
0: So like, be together or don't be together. That's <laughs> <laughs> If you don't feel like being with that person, don't be with that person.
1: <laughs> I know. This, I don't want it to happen with Leslie Tompkins and Gordon.
0: Cause end, You know what's going to end up happening, Tim.
1: It's going to happen, but then you know he's going to end up with Barbara again. We talked about this, I think, before, too. They're going to name their kid, adoptive or not, Barbara, it has to be, because <laughs> they're together. It's not going to be with Leslie Tompkins. They have a kid. Oh, will just name it after my ex-girlfriend. So, yeah. We all know how that's going to go. Unless Barbara's not going to be in a picture in this universe of Batman. <laughs> Who knows, but... I don't know, but like I was saying, I was a little disappointed with how Harvey Dent was treated in this last episode. I don't know about you. I just felt he was kind of shoehorned in there. It's like, okay, he's introduced. We showed him that he has a dark side to him and that he's going to be Two-Face. Every shot, he was flipping his coin already. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see what they do with him later on because the potential of having him be like a part uh, partner with Gordon to try to clean up Gotham could be really cool. So I'm hoping that that's more of that and less... For more foreshadowing of Two Face, that we're going to get. Well, technically, we shouldn't get at all in this series, but I just felt in this episode he was a little too shoehorned in there. Or was that just me?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of felt like that, but I kind of realized what they were doing. They were introducing him, and he's going to be, you know, a bigger presence in future episodes.
1: I guess what kind of made me think that way or feel that way was that the episode was titled Harvey Dent. And he was barely the focus of the episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we were um, texting back and forth about that. And you said something to the effect of you didn't like how he got angry or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Harvey Dent probably always had like that evil side to him. But to show it already in the series was like, Let's get to know the guy just as being a good uh, attorney and wanting to help people instead of already threatening someone and showing that he could be evil. Let's let's get a few episodes under our belt before we show that. This felt like they were trying to show you hey, it's Two Face. It's Two Face. In case you didn't know, this is Two Face.
0: Well, what I think is you're thinking of the animated series introduction of Harvey Dent Mm. slash Two Face. But. I think if you have an anger problem like that, an extreme anger problem like he had in uh, the animated series, and how it seems li- like he has it in um, in Gotham, it has to be a long or a prolonged. I don't know what you call it, like yeah, I get pattern. Yeah, you
1: know? I get what you're saying, but it's like let's not see in this first appearance just yet. Let's save it for another episode.
0: Oh, okay, I, no. I, I see how you're seeing it now, Tim.
1: Yeah, because I, I know it's always there, but I just don't didn't think we need to see it right now. Right. But I'm really curious to see if they're going to make him Two-Face in this series. I mean, I think they're going to be really tempted to. I don't think they're going to oh, hold on. Please don't.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's way too early for that.
1: Uh, I'm calling it now. Fish Mooney's going to be the one to scar him with the acid or however <laughs> they're going to make his face scarred.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how you you brought up like the... I don't know, shoved in storyline. I don't know what you call it, but mm. the whole mob thing and the stuff with the penguin, I thought that was kind of shoehorned in there for no reason. That's the of, part I felt was
1: maybe for this episode. That's kind of the stuff. I think when Gotham's really hitting all cylinders, when they're dealing more with the penguin and how he's on both sides with Falcone, but he's with Maroni and all that stuff's great. Maybe this episode, yeah maybe it wasn't the focal point, but I did love all the Bruce and Selena stuff, which is different. I think kind of got a mixed reaction for some people, but I thought it was kind of cool to see that. I mean, we know, like I said, we rarely see anything with Bruce's early childhood. So this is kind of all new and fair game when it comes to seeing Bruce in this situation. So Alfred has a perfect reaction to the whole episode. And then at the end, kind of first se- at the beginning, he's saying how she was a problem and how she's, it's not going to work out. But then at the end when he's talking to Gordon, how she's kind of like a breath of fresh air kind of making Bruce act like a kid again, which was kind of yeah. cool. So I like that lot of stuff for it.
0: Yeah, well, what was that whole thing about if you can hit me in the head with a donut, you can kiss me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Have you ever kissed a girl?
1: <laughs> just being her usually Catwoman self early on age.
0: <laughs> but, but I kind of like that, how they're introduced when they're younger. Mm. And so they have that kind of romantic connection. Yeah. It's not just... I saw you a couple of times and I took you to jail a couple couple of times. So I'm in love with you kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I think even from the very first episode, I kind of liked how Selena's is playing an integral part in Bruce's like childhood and the Wayne murders and all that. And I think yeah. it'll work well when they actually do become Batman and Catwoman.
0: Yeah. And um kind of changing the subject here, going back to Arrow. What I don't get is how, how does a billionaire lose his money?
1: Uh, it was in season two. I mean, where he's pretty much signed it all the way to what was her name, Isabel Rochev? I think that's yeah. kind of what did it, where he lost all his power. And then.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about a billionaire, Tim, <laughs> not a millionaire, a billionaire. That's well, a maybe lot he of has money.
1: some stuff saved because he has to be surviving somehow. So
0: <laughs> he yeah, really has yeah. nothing how coming make... in. But how does he make money though? I
1: know that's they haven't really addressed that yet this season.
0: Maybe Diggle. But Diggle doesn't have a job either. because
1: <laughs> Oliver's bodyguard.
0: The only person that has a job in there is Roy and Felicity.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Roy works at the bar. Felicity works at um, Queen Consolidated.
1: Not anymore. Palmer oh, Technologies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot. My bad. Palmer Technologies. With that cool little circle thing. Yeah, the
1: Atom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you catch the Harley reference, too, in this last episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> so the, cool.
0: the last girl was too crazy or something like yeah,
1: that. This, this girl's even crazier than the last one who was in the Suicide <laughs> Squad. <laughs> yeah. The, they got to get her in there, unless they're not going to use her since they're doing a Suicide Squad movie now. But <laughs> they already yeah, teased they probably,
0: her. Probably but, can't.
1: Yeah, kind of like they did with Meshaw Gould. They teased him, name-dropped him, now he's going to be in it. So do the same thing with Harley.
0: Was he at the end?
1: Not this episode. Is that Ray Shuckle? No. No, that was that was Captain Boomerang.
0: Oh. (laughs) oh,
1: wait.
0: The boomerang. Yeah. God
1: (laughs) Man, I was not... you watched this episode, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. It was the girl with the bow and she thought she was Cupid. Yeah. She kills a bunch of people. Uh, Felicity kisses uh, Ray Palmer and Oliver sees it and he's all mad.
1: Then he goes has dinner with Diggle with Roy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where else is he going to eat? He doesn't have any money.
1: Exactly. <laughs> a- a- and how?
0: I know how Diggle has his money. It's his wife.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's an Argus agent, so <laughs>
0: she has she, what she, she must be yeah she must be paid good for that. So that's how he gets money. But how does o- Oliver get money? Because he they don't show him having a job.
1: I know. At (laughs) all. He's just being a moocher. He's mooching off uh, Daigle, his sister.
0: (laughs) Yeah, where does he sleep, too?
1: He probably just sleeps in the lair. Oh, yeah.
0: I guess so. It's not the lair. It's the foundry, right?
1: I don't know. I call it the lair. (laughs) Everyone thinks it should be called the quiver.
0: I think it should be called (laughs) the place where Arrow goes when he's not beating guys up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The place where Oliver sleeps because he's broke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what happened to the mansion?
1: I know the Smallville mansion that gets reused over and over again <laughs> for every series.
0: Well, you know what would be pretty, pretty great is uh, if uh, Ray Palmer buys it.
1: Yeah, some way he's going to help him out and they're going to get his money back. He's going to give him back Queen Consolidated or something and they become partners. He'll find out he's the Arrow. They're going to have a team up and then
0: yeah.
1: he'll help him out financially.
0: But, but what I don't get is, you know, at the end of the second season, all the computers in the lair were destroyed, right? Uh-huh. How did he get new computers yeah. <laughs> with all of that technology, that Felicity technology? Because season... he was broke at the end of that season, right?
1: Yeah. I think there's a comic series that takes place at, uh, before season three and after the season two finale. Maybe that answers it. Oh, okay. I think it's called Arrow Season 2.5 or something like that.
0: I guess I'll have to do some investigating.
1: <laughs> some investigative reporting. Then you'll yeah. let us know on the next episode.
0: Are you going to cover, you know, some kind of co- corruption? Some corporate corruption? No, I'm just going to find out if... I mean, how Oliver <laughs> Queen got new computer monitors for his lair.
1: Yeah, you know, the important stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See... Felicity went and got a job at that that uh, computer place, right?
1: Yeah, like the Staples or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: Staples. Or the Geek Squad at Best Buy. Um, but Oliver, he was like, oh man, I don't have any money. You know what? I can just booch off people, right?
1: <laughs> and I'm going to take you out to dinner. <laughs> a fancy dinner. <laughs>
0: yeah, even though I have no money. And I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. Well, at least I don't have to pay for it now because the restaurant exploded.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to get out of a bill.
0: Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, that's like the best idea. But
1: <laughs> who cares if some people see. get hurt or maybe die? And cause property yeah. damage? I don't think. Yeah, it.
0: it's not a good idea. But if you if you're trying to pitch some pennies, I guess that's the best. But anyway, <laughs> that's our arrow discussion. Yes. <laughs> about not about the actual episode, but about how Oliver gets his money. Yeah. <laughs> um. And where he sleeps. Uh, But we can move on to a conversation with Alex. Right, Tim? Let us do so. Okay, so Alex has a very, very long email. We wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, we we wouldn't want it any other way, Alex, because we love hearing from you, and we love you, man. So, with that said, he says, hey, Bat fans that love women. (laughs) Is is that a good name for us? Sounds good could, to me. <laughs> we got to start thinking about it, Tim. We've only got like three episodes left for the year. Two episodes. That's two,
1: yeah.
0: So we got to think about this. Long and hard.
1: we got several to choose from, so
0: that we've yeah. talked about before. Bat Fans Without Cans.
1: Uh, what, that was Corvins. Yeah, no, that was Jake's. Oh, Jake's. Yeah.
0: Uh, Bat Fans That Love Women. You bat suge- fans... I, know you,
1: I know you suggested Timmy time. <laughs> <laughs> bat fans, Timmy time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or how uh, about bat fans, chair, doorknob. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just like two random random words.
2: Yeah. <laughs> chair and doorknobs.
0: <laughs> yeah, or something like that. But anyway, uh, Alex says. What does Alex say? Hold on. <laughs> I got the <that laughs> wrong email over
1: Looking like at his old emails. <laughs>
0: no, no, no! I clicked on another email. Um, Alex says, "Great episode as always. I really enjoyed the Batman, Batman Beyond topic." When Tim mentioned his least favorite episodes of the series, I was so happy he didn't include the Egg Baby, <laughs> <laughs> See, the Egg Baby episode among them. Love that episode. So when I watched it, it was fun, funny seeing Batman do one of the, to do batman do one of the lame things we were forced to do in school my favorite episode of the series was the first episode just because bruce looked so cool in the batman beyond outfit and we learned the reason for him ending his batman career although the costume costume was really cool i thought it was funny how his mouth disappears into just the
2: <laughs> just yeah.
0: the of his teeth. <laughs> just like how the just like how the irises disappear in his island is I wonder how they would make that work on the big screen. It would would be pretty silly if he puts on the mask and then his mouth all of a sudden has black face paint on it. (laughs) Also, was there a reason why the ears and eye lenses got so much longer when Terry put the costume on?
1: I just think it looked cool. I mean, Joker (laughs) makes that comment in return to the Joker. Ears are too long, but (laughs) it it just looks cool.
0: But He says... I actually do not like the Return of the Joker (gasps) move. No. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, Tim has just disowned you. Ah, Alex. (laughs) He says, um, I could not get over how Joker preserved himself in Tim's body and was able to change his whole skeletal structure, pigmentation, and personality on a whim. How were we supposed to guess that? It's It's
1: all in that computer chip technology that was ahead of its time
0: <laughs> it's the future alex i also didn't like how bruce treated tim for using using a gun to kill the joker paul dini said that bruce could not allow him to be robin anymore because of it that was totally not shway yeah
1: that's the oh. word they use in that and beyond for like cool oh
0: <laughs> it,
1: it's future slaying
0: oh okay i see if this is putting a knife in Tim's heart, well, Tim, you said Darth Vader could beat Batman. You know, every time I bring up not liking DC animated movies, well, you said Darth Vader could beat Batman. Arrow on the Flash, stinking Vader beating Batman. <laughs> not thinking Mark Apple's Joker is the best. D to the V, treading on the B.
2: <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> Mr. Freeze being better than Heart of Ice. Hey, wait, I would never say that. That was you. All right, I went too far with that last part. I'm sorry, Tim. I know that was hard for you.
1: Uh, You got to revitalize me, Dane. (laughs) It's killing me here. (laughs) Do you need a heart
0: transplant?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's all good, though, (laughs) Alec.
0: But he has some questions. His first question is, what's your favorite comedic moment in a comic book?
1: Favorite comedic moment?
0: I'll do mine first if yeah, you don't
1: mind. Yeah, go for it.
0: Every scene with Plastic Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you even read a Plastic Man comic?
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> Only when he's been in the Justice League.
1: You know what, this is pretty recent, but uh, one of the. No, Justice League number one was like Hal Jordan and Batman. I remember really buzzing up when Batman stole the ring from him without him knowing. His costume just goes away. <laughs> he's like, what? How did you do that? <laughs> Then another one another one's pretty funny. If only if you like Guardians of the Galaxy where if you know the story where uh, the plant or the tree groot, um for him, like if he like gets busted up or just, like broken up and he's possibly dead, if, as long as you get one tree branch you can replant him again and he can grow. So he was this one little branch waiting to grow. he so he's asking, like, I need to be watered to, like, to keep growing. So instead of watering, Rocket just spits on him with his own <laughs> spin. It's a panel that's, looks like really funny. The raccoon, this big wad of spit coming out of his mouth on Groot. That one cracked me up, too. So I will go with those two. I
0: guess I wasn't, I mean, I, I guess I was the only person that wasn't excited about Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: I wasn't even too familiar with them until they announced the movie. And yeah. then when I saw the characters, yeah, they looked pretty cool. That's when I started reading the comics.
0: That red guy looks cool. Red guy? Yeah. The red
1: and green guy? Drax, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like bald guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he looks cool.
1: Yeah, he was funny in the movie.
0: <laughs> and um, Chris Pratt, whoever he plays.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Star-Lord.
0: Oh, you nerd, Tim.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and his second and final question is, what's the thing you are most grateful for in the comics industry?
1: Hmm. Is it too cliche just to say the creation of Batman? <laughs> so we have this great <laughs> character that lasted 75 years?
0: You know what? I'll count that, Tim. I'll, uh, I'll give you a point for that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, and you know what you forgot to say during our feature topic? What's that? The fact that Bill Finger was finally given yes,
1: credit. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I tweeted about that earlier or last night <laughs> after I saw it. I was like, was watching the credits, like, oh, cool. It says Batman created by Bob King and Bill Finger. Yes. It's a small bit of justice has happened there.
0: <laughs> just a little bit of justice.
1: It doesn't just look cool seeing that in an actual credit roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never seen that before. That's how it should be.
0: <laughs> but yeah, for me, it's. It's just the fact that I have something to read every Wednesday.
1: Yeah, just in general, getting great stories too. Yeah, just, a just reading
0: basis. a yeah, just reading a continuous story uh, every Wednesday that you know makes me feel better, even though it's the middle of the week and I'm piled in work.
2: Yeah,
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit of uh, getting out of the. Mundane routine of your daily life and transporting you to hopefully a uh, entertaining whatever how long it takes you ten minutes or thirty minutes if you really want to digest everything and look at yeah. the art and stuff so yeah, yeah gotta be thankful for that
0: yeah I remember when I was a kid uh you know patiently or impatiently looking at the clock every like five seconds. Waiting for the school day to end, and my dad would pick me up and take me to the comic book store. Oh, I just, nice. yeah, I, I just remember, oh man, I'll, those were like the longest days <laughs> of once, every Wednesday. I remember when I got a car, I would leave school early and drive to the comic books.
1: <laughs> you did school for comics. <laughs> yeah,
0: not every day, just Wednesday. Oh yeah
1: obviously <laughs> that's not going to hurt your education
0: who needs that anyway right <laughs>
1: you'll learn more from the comics than you would flash <laughs> you're missing
0: uh but yeah th- thank you alex for your emails i who suppose
1: always... i'll say thank you even though you're bad <laughs> <laughs> just... Well yeah go ahead no i'll just say just kidding because love or hate the things I love or like or love or hate despite our different opinions. One thing we can all agree on, Alex's emails are always great.
0: Yes, we can agree on that because Alex is a great person, right?
1: No, I take it all back. He's not. (laughs) We can't be a good person if you don't like Return of the Joker.
0: Alex is a good person, too. (laughs) I suppose. And watch, we find out he's a serial killer. He's a wanted (laughs) serial killer. (laughs) It's like, oh man, I can't believe I said he was a good person. But uh, anyway, yeah, thank you, Alex, for your email. We always like reading your emails, so keep on sending them in, and just don't, don't ever forget that Tim and I love you. Right, Tim?
1: I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so has got to make up for it in his next email. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, we we also got an email from Corbin Dallas Pool, and Corbin says. Uh, thanks, guys, for the no, you awesome... you got to read his
1: uh, heading.
0: Oh, his heading is Cornbread Cupcake Eater. <laughs> These things are good, man. Oh, yes. Don't knock it till you try it. But, um,
1: Especially uh, when they were made for the homeless, right, Dane?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when they taste the best. Um, but, yeah, he says, Thanks, guys, for the awesome episode, last episode. It wasn't our last episode, Corbin.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, he well, says, sorry. Stop I...
1: this podcast now, Dane, and have episode 70 be our last one. Okay, yeah, we're <laughs> done. Yeah. See buddy. You, everybody. You'll never <laughs> hear this episode.
0: Yeah. He says, thanks, guys, for the awesome episode. Last, last episode. Episode last. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to do it. but uh, He says, sorry, I was so grouchy. Was he grouchy? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was.
1: Right? Yeah, we got we snapped out of it later on in the email. But. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but he goes on to say, "Dane, I'm a bit concerned for you. Dog fighting is legal and frowned upon. Titus versus <laughs> Titus versus Ace would cause so many problems. Animal lovers everywhere would come for you, along with hungry, homeless
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. You." eat the cornbread and then you go out uh, looking for dogs <laughs>
0: <laughs> no 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 I love dogs I love dogs more than cats I would say
1: before I was a big dog but I had a dog growing up but then it's yeah. like two years ago we got these two cats who were just our neighbor's cats but then they became our cats because they hung out <laughs> on our property and our neighbor said okay just yeah, keep up. now I'm <laughs> becoming a cat person so <laughs> I'm both
0: well I like them both equally I should say
1: there you go Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, but he says East of West is a current ongoing by image right now. Image has a ton of comics. I'm loving right now, but East of West might be my favorite. I can best describe it as a pre-apocalyptic sci-fi Western. I wonder if image is still doing, um, spawn.
1: Good question. Cause I do not follow image at all. <laughs> I would think they would what about their yeah. flagship title.
0: Yeah. It was like their most popular yeah. character. Um, but I heard that it it was crap like the the books are terrible now
1: mm-hmm. yeah well it wouldn't surprise me it's been going on for easily over 20 yeah. years so I'm assuming it all can't be a great run
0: yeah and if you really like image stuff Corbin you should try out uh, I think it's Invincible uh, it's kind of like a kind of like a superhero story but it's a little more adult if you know what I mean mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on. If I had known the featured topic was going to be on Batman Beyond, I probably would have tried to join you guys in that talk. Well, we would have just rejected you. <laughs> so You just saved us a bunch of time. <laughs> no, no. I was nearing the end of elementary school when that show started airing. I watched it every day after I got home from school. The awesome intro is forever ingrained, ingrained into my mind.
1: Yes. Did I text you that thing? Yeah, I said how awesome <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it is one of the best. You know,
0: it's one of the weirdest too. It's hard to like p- I can't
1: put it above Gotham. I mean, uh, Batman the Animated Series yeah. iconic intro, but it might be a close second. I think it's awesome. The music's awesome. The visual style's awesome. It's a great way to introduce the series. I think they never yeah, did get a new one either. They always stuck with that. It's
0: weird though. Yeah, it's trippy. It's like the like the words like greed and yeah whatever apathy yeah apathy and uh, dana life. dancing in the nightclub yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah anyways the villains are perfect sometimes playing tribute paying tribute you mean to the past villains but doing it in amazing ways that made sense for the series instead of a single joker you get the joker gang constantly creating a new character with a similar MO made it difficult to track who it was I def I desperately need to get Net Netflix now so I can rewatch watch the series.
1: It's you're just re-watching a few episodes, aren't you?
0: Yeah, Netflix. They oh, have the whole series. Uh to like the fourth episode, I think.
1: Okay. Which I think was uh, Meltdown with Mr. Freeze, I believe.
0: No no, it must have been the third one then.
1: Okay. The golem one?
0: <sighs> which one was it? It was the one where George Decay's
1: character. That's uh, the first. That's the first episode, Mister Fix. No,
0: no, he he goes into the water.
1: Yeah, he dies in like the the two part episode, two part premiere.
0: And the third one was the ink. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was that one. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Still real early on. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he goes on to say, I haven't read any comics of wheelchair bound Barbara, but I like the idea of it better, especially since since there still hasn't been an explanation as to why she can walk. Please don't spoil Wonder Woman yet. I just bought the entire run and am reading it from the beginning.
1: Well, I'll just say this, uh, uh, Corbin. You will not be disappointed with how it wraps up.
0: I'll I'll spoil it for him. (laughs) Wonder Woman dies in it.
1: (laughs) Yes, the the issue, I think, what, 36 is the new one with the new creative team? Totally different character. It's not Diana. (laughs) Diana. Yeah,
0: it's Diana's sister.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but again, yeah, other than Scott Snyder's Batman, probably the most consistent New 52 book still, which I, I saw reviews from the new one by uh, David Finch and his wife. of the new creative team on it. So I already see not too good re- reviews on it, like making me disappointed. <laughs> oh, it's David Finch. What do you expect? Yeah, but he's not writing it. His wife's uh-huh. writing it. His wife's writing it? <laughs> well, I guess it runs in the family. <laughs> well, yeah
0: well he, he he has some kind of creative control over the writing right so there you go
1: maybe yeah who knows <laughs> but disappointing to hear didn't get good reviews so
0: but then uh corbin has so some more it's inception talk so what did i ask him on the last one tim do you remember
1: mm, no but apparently he it's whatever he answered i'm sure it's what you asked okay okay <laughs> i'll read it then
0: uh he says the top was Mal, Mal's totem. So, so what was her name? Like, was it like Mallory?
1: Uh, I'm just gonna go by what Corbin says. <laughs> like I said, okay. every time we talk about it, how oh, I need to see it again. Yeah. I still haven't seen it again.
0: <laughs> okay, so the top was Mal's totem, a way for her to tell. By the way, I think we're overcomplicating this. Like I'm asking like these weird questions. That can probably that just confuses what the story is. You think?
1: (laughs) Probably, but the basic stuff here I remember, like how dreams work and what the totems meant and all that. That stuff I remember, just how certain things play out and character names I'm not remembering.
0: Okay, so he says the top was Mal's totem. A way for her to tell if she was dreaming or not. But she chose to forget the real life and live in the dream world. So she locked her totem away in a safe, losing her sense of reality.
1: Yeah, see that's stuff I didn't remember.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I get it now. Uh, what does he say as to if Cobb? Oh, as if Cobb is dreaming in the end. My opinion changes each time I watch the movie, and I like that about
1: it. I have, since I've only seen it once, I still have my one opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if I do watch it again, it'll be something different.
0: No, but uh, I was reading something about something about the ending on the internet, and the guy was saying that every time uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character Cobb has his wedding ring on, he's not dreaming, and he has his wedding ring on it at the end, mm-hmm. so he's not dreaming at the end. Okay. Well, so.
1: I'm sure no one will never admit that, but yeah. <laughs> that's a good theory.
0: But he has another versus for you, Tim, and this is a big one. Are you ready for this?
1: Yes, I'm ready for it. Let's see. Are you sitting down? Okay, I'm sitting down. I got my arms and hands okay. on the armchair, so
0: do you have I'm pants on? myself.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Well Take off now. I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> she's going. <laughs> no.
0: He has one for you, a big one for you, Tim. Darth Vader versus Superman.
1: <laughs> Doesn't get much bigger than Superman, really.
0: Here's how. You, here's how you defeat Superman, even if you're a regular person, Kryptonite.
1: Darth Vader can have a Kryptonite, uh, a lightsaber, lightsaber with a Kryptonite kyber crystal. <laughs>
0: yeah, see, bam, right there.
1: And see, if again, it all comes down to the force. You See, Superman. He gets mind controlled a lot, so I think Darth Vader can use the Jedi mind trick on him if he wants to slow him down. Then, like I said, the lightsaber with a kryptonite carbon crystal, just stab him in there and it's over. But if Superman were to get a punch in on Vader, then yeah, he could probably take him out. But I think, again, Darth Vader will find a way to get to him first. So, Darth Vader again for the win.
0: (laughs) So what about old Darth Vader from uh, the the OT versus uh, Obi-Wan? From uh, the prequels.
1: Uh, Obi Wan from the prequels. <laughs> we went <Yeah>. hands down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so what about uh, Alec Guinness, O T, Obi Wan? Well, we saw versus... the outcome of
1: that.
2: <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. You didn't. You didn't let me finish my my no, oh, versus. Okay. Alec Guinness, Obi Wan from the O T versus Ewan McGregor's. <laughs> no, no. Let me finish this. Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan from Phantom Menace. Yeah
1: fan of Menace Obi-Wan. <laughs> you saw oh. the way he was moving.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, see, right. Alex,
1: all had, I mean, Alex, Corbin, all you had to do was pit Obi-Wan against Darth Vader and Darth Vader would have lost. <laughs> but you can't yeah, but use you, it
0: now. Yeah, you just gave him the answer. Yeah. <laughs> right there. But anyway, thank you, Corbin, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, thank, Thanks, Corbin, for your email. We always like reading your emails, just like we like reading Alex's. Um, but we can finally move on to Mike's email right Tim
1: yes Mike followed up to his first email so yeah I thought Mike he was to... gone
0: after that first <laughs>
1: one he's making his way to becoming our fourth contributor to our. yeah he's like a
0: speech. one and done yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he says hi Grandmasters of Bat Fandom <laughs> or just Masters if you don't want to push the Jedi beliefs and get too cocky
1: <laughs> maybe by the time we get to episode 100 we could be considered Grandmasters <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, But he says episode 70 was great And thanks for reading my email It was cool Well thank you Mike for sending one in It was cool to hear your thoughts I had a big laugh when he suggested the laundry scene For the next Batman trilogy
1: (laughs) It's gotta be in there
0: (laughs) (laughs) But first you asked for a bit of info on me So here we go I live in the suburbs 30 minutes north of Brisbane In Queensland, Australia Brisbane, right? Yeah yeah, Brisbane, in Queensland, Australia, where they had the recent G20 summit. I also, I also, yeah, okay. I also am an American, and I had to flee to Australia to avoid drug charges. <laughs> I, became a, I became a Batman fan at nine years old. <laughs> Batman, <laughs>
1: You casually just put that in there to be
2: <laughs>
0: No, no, you didn't say that. He I am sure he's not a drug smuggler or or whatever. No, but man,
1: the way you said that <laughs> I think anyone listening wouldn't be honest that way you added that in there.
0: Yeah, that's why I had to stop myself a couple of times. <laughs> I was gonna laugh. Mm-hmm. But he says <laughs> I became a Batman fan at nine years old when Batman 89 came out. I didn't get to see it in the cinemas, but a family friend told me all about it. And I was hooked. I also got books, trading cards, toys, and anything else I could find. When the animated series started, I taped and watched them over and over again. And that was how I learned a lot about the history of Batman. That's also about the time I started... um, Okay, wait, hold on. Yeah, and that was about the time. <laughs> Dang it, too. No,
1: nah, it's too late now. You said, wait, hold on. <laughs> the illusion's been broken. Uh,
0: okay. Alright. My first comics were Detective Comics 687 and 688, written by Chuck Dixon and drawn by Graham Nolan, who I think... Now, now that's got to be one of the best times to get into Batman, right, Tim?
1: Oh, yeah. His <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Batman uh, exposure is kind of mirroring mine, in a way.
0: <laughs> maybe pretty... he's your age.
1: Well, he said he was nine when 89 came out. Oh, so, so, he, so he's, he's three, years. three years older than me, yeah.
0: So he's, what, 30?
1: 30... So he's 34.
0: No, 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 Tim. No, no, no.
1: Oh. <laughs> i, I must let do you math solve Fat math, math
0: problem. Okay, so in 89, if he was nine years old... That means he was born in 1980. We are in 2014. So, what's 2014 minus 1980? Tim?
1: I thought you were going to figure it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do math the hard way. <laughs>
1: Good, but it's so simple.
0: <laughs> okay, he's 34 then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he says, uh, who I think is, he's talking about Graham Nolan and Chuck Dixon. He says, who who I think is one of the best artists to ever draw a Batman. His cover for Detective Number Zero, Zero Hour is, in 1994 is one of my all-time favorite covers. And Chuck Dixon was a very underappreciated writer for what he contributed for the Bat, Bat Mythos. Read Batgirl Year One, and you will see what I mean. So Tim, get on that.
1: I better go download it right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's hearing great things about that. <laughs> i eventually yeah. Have to read it.
0: Even Corbin read it. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is really good. Um, but he says my favorite bat, my favorite movie is uh, Batman and Robin, followed very closely by by Batman Forever, and also the Bad Woman animated movie. <laughs> I find Batman Begins and Phantasm to be terrible interpretations of Batman. But Michael Michael Keaton's version of Batman was the most terrible interpretation and is never going to be my Batman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, you're going to turn all the listeners we have against Mike. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no. Uh, No, no, he said, my favorite Batman movie is Batman 89, followed very closely by Batman Begins and Mask of the Phantasm. I find Batman Begins and Phantasm Phantasm, better interpretations of Batman. But Michael Keaton's version of Batman was fantastic and is my Batman.
1: You should have uh, said George Clooney in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, dang it, I had a good chance. Uh, but he says, uh, for your question about annual annual prices, yes, they're around 10 to 12 Australian dollars.
1: Man, yeah, jeez,
0: <laughs> Yeah a lot of money for an annual (laughs) an annual filled with filler
1: yeah if you pay that much for the 900th issue of Detective Comics oh yeah I
0: feel bad and I'm gonna send a money order over to you for 12 Australian dollars because I I personally feel bad for you um talking about a reason yeah and and shipping is said to be the reason for the extra cost on comics I thought your your suggestion about digital and it all all it costs is the exchange rate difference to what you would pay in the US so i think eventually i'm going to start printing my own money counterfeiting i think it's called <laughs> okay all right uh, mike i guess you're going to get into the counterfeiting business after you know you move to australia to avoid drug smuggling charges in the us
1: uh, you're going to turn are turning mike into a crime lord <laughs> what a terrible taste of batman movies <laughs> No,
0: he says, I've thought about your suggestion about digital, and all all it costs is the exchange rate difference to what you would pay in the U.S., so I think eventually I'll go this way. So to to my comments, great discussion on Batman Beyond. When it was on, they didn't show it over here, but I did get some direct-to-VHS episodes that I pirated uh, (laughs) off the internet where I get all of my movies and TV shows.
1: Who's going to pirate VHS? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey, you never know there might be that one nostalgic fan out there (laughs) Uh, but he says uh, but I did get some direct VHS episodes and eventually got the whole collection on DVD from Amazon a few years ago so if you could get the VHS in Australia why didn't they just air the show there
1: I know it's kind of weird
0: yeah uh yeah dvd from amazon a few years ago and i got got to see all the episodes i really enjoyed it i like the premise oh wait before i continue mike i gotta ask you uh, um you probably know where i live so i don't have to say it but um shipping amazon shipping is really really expensive over here uh is it really expensive in australia or is it cheaper because australia is bigger but anyway uh I like the premise of the show, but it always bummed me out that Bruce and all the others no longer talked. To me, I was I always prefer the bad family sticking together and not the Bruce-pushed-them-away idea that seems so popular. So you must not like the new interpretation of that in the current books, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you didn't like that, I think he's not going to like what happened in the Batman Beyond 2.0 comics, because it takes it to a whole other level. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> sure he's heard on the reviews, but... <laughs> I know, it's kind of interesting. I've seen... a it's always something maybe because that was kind of like the first future Bruce Batman story that I kind of got exposed to. And that was something I always accepted and I kind of fit the character of Bruce. So I always accepted that, but I can kind of see some points where that's not the ideal situation people expected for Bruce to be in, in his old age. So I get it. But at the same time, I think it's just something I've just been used to so much that I don't mind it and kind of like it that way, because Batman and Bruce seems like a character who, doesn't get a happy ending maybe that's cool to say but it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out for him but because he's just so obsessed with his mission of being batman so that's yeah. likely where it would lead
0: but he says uh, i like the episode of braving the bold nights of tomorrow where batman hands dick the cowl and marries catwoman which i guess is similar to the earth 2 version but i think the batman beyond future is a bit better than than the Knight returns in that bruce just got too old but like he said he was always still Batman in his mind.
1: That but, was a great game well, in the bold episode, yeah. too, by the way. That was a fun what-if story. We're, uh, we got Dick and Damien teaming up as Batman and Robin.
0: But what what I was really curious about is, is Damien Batman after Terry, or is he before Terry and something happened to Damien?
1: Yeah, well, that was pre-New 52 continuity. So. Yeah. Damien was Batman first, and then he discovered Terry, I think, after he was Batman, or was he was still Batman? I think it was after- oh,
0: yeah, I, I remember I remember now. Yeah. Okay, but he, he goes on to say, my question is, if they made it today, do you think it would have lasted more than a season, or would the supposed fans have crucified it, like, Beware the Batman?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think the, the latter is true. Most fans would probably really criticize it, not give it a chance, and yeah, it would be, what, 13 or 20 episodes, like, be where the Batman was, and not even give it a shot, because the way these shows work now, it is crazy, and this just, just makes you wish that, <laughs> that it was back in the days of Batman Beyond and Justice League and the animated series, where these shows have legs to last on a little bit, and, well, maybe if it had the same creative team, I think that probably gave it a lot of clout, too, going in with Bruce Timm, Paul Dini, Alan Burnett, all of them being the showrunners for it, so I'm sure that helped, but if they weren't involved with it, and this was an idea that got pitched now, yeah, I could totally see it being like scrutinized and just people not even giving it a chance and saying it's horrible before they even see it.
0: All right, so it goes on to say, also, I've been getting into all the DC TV shows, even with the few flaws they have, and I was wondering what you guys think of the idea of a Teen Titans show based in the Arrowverse.
1: Yeah, I mean, we know they are making that live-action team titan show just called titans and yeah. dick grayson's supposed to be the main character but i'm excited for it but again like i said it'd be so much better if it was in that arrow universe i mean you can have Roy be part of that team titans group and it's just a way to have it even though you don't have to show him, you can have batman be part of that arrow universe that'd be cool and the flash too because those are already connected it's really yeah, i wish we- they were building a bigger universe instead of keeping everything separated
0: yeah, and he goes on to say, I would rather have something like Young Justice Season 2 with Nightwing in charge and others teaming up.
1: Yeah, Young Justice did a great. Especially that, Season 2, yeah.
0: That way you could have a Robin as well. Also, who would you cast in some of the roles? I think Sam from Supernatural would be awesome as Nightwing.
1: Yeah, the one question I never know how to answer is casting choices. Who I prefer, I never usually have someone in my head. I think, oh, he'd be perfect for it. I just kind of like to wait and see who they cast and yeah. wait to see that performance if it's good or not. But have you seen? There's that guy, forget his name. It's like McQueen something. That's I don't think it's Steve McQueen. Not <laughs> the same name. But he's like, is Steve
0: McQueen dead?
1: Unless he's using the same name, but it's like this guy—he's an actor, but he kept tweeting pictures like a year ago, maybe even two years. How? He's like he'd Mm -hmm. wear a Nightwing shirt, saying, "I'm training for Nightwing on Arrow," like stay tuned and stuff like that. That it turned out to be kind of a thing. He was just joking around and playing with. That got a lot of like attention, where people from the longest time would think, "Oh, he's gonna be Nightwing. Nightwing's coming to Arrow." I think still even to this day, some people even think that, even though he said he was just joking, but. (laughs) When well, I saw pictures of him. I thought he could have been a good Nightwing, but I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen.
0: Um, Harvey Dent from uh, Gotham would would make a good um, Nightwing, I think.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's. Yeah, I guess not. I was gonna say if he maybe was a little bit too old, but I think he could pull it off.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, he he wraps things up with saying, "Keep up the good work." Except for you, Tim. I don't like you. Mike
1: (laughs) now I'm depressed Alex doesn't like Return of the Joker Mike doesn't like me Corbin you're my only friend
0: (laughs) and Corbin just said he's cutting off contact with you
1: (laughs) so it's just you Dane (laughs) yeah
0: it's just me I'm your only friend Tim I'm gonna cry I mean I guess Kyle too right
1: yeah, I only podcast him about Star Wars, so I guess you can count him.
0: Uh, I don't think he likes you. I'm your only friend, too.
1: <laughs> Do you even like me, Dane?
0: No, but I deal with you. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, th- thanks, guys, for yeah. all your emails. We always love reading them, so keep sending them in. Uh, we love you guys.
1: Always Great turns to be a fun part of the show, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So, with that said, we can get into, not the comic book book reviews, (laughs) right, Tim?
1: As we're finally remembering.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're finally remembering Corbin. We have to do the Corbin tweets.
1: I like tweets from Corbin better.
0: No, the Corbin tweets. It's it's (laughs) kind of like the (laughs) X-Files. Yeah, the Corbin tweets. Uh, But his first tweet for this episode is, Dad... Colon. So, what do you want from lunch today? And don't say Taco Bell. Oh, that's when you know you don't eat lunch with your dad. With your dad.
1: Man, at almost every job I had in retail I was always by Taco Bell. Like, that was always the fast food place. I was right by the store. <laughs> so Taco Bell, went for lunch all the time.
0: <laughs> but his, his next tweet is Tacos are the way to my heart. and then he retweeted Cassidy now is Cassidy his wife or his sister
1: (laughs) you always have this (laughs) question every time I can't
0: remember I can't remember (laughs) I honestly can't
1: well what was the tweet well
0: well, I mean is she his sister or his wife (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I'm sure he'll explain that to again. us. But... <laughs> yeah, again.
2: <laughs>
0: but uh, Cassidy says, blinded by argyle sweaters and white girls in riding boots. Whatever that means. <laughs> and then he says, uh, Australian accent. So Tim, bust out your Australian accent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to hear that. I
0: don't think Mike wants...
1: Yeah, I don't want to offend Mike. Yeah,
0: to be <laughs> offended, but uh, he says watch watching rich people eat overly small sandwiches in their natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, there is Cassidy again, or Cassie, Cassidy or Cassie, Cassidy. It's a picture of her, and poor butter burger baby,
1: <laughs> poor butter burger.
0: Poor Butter Burger Baby.
1: <laughs> oh, there's a restaurant name.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. It's from Joey Esposito. Whoever that is.
1: He was a comic reviewer at IGN. Yeah. But now he writes his own comics. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh.
0: He says, I'm only speeding because I have to poop. <laughs> the best sticker I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that will not make the cops pull him over. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: oh he, he, he saw a uh, car crash he says attention anyone near barlettsville, I guess Oklahoma if if you happen to come across some loose cattle uh, inform yeah. the we, police, we
1: read this one last, last episode oh we did yeah I was going to say he read, witnessed another accident <laughs> besides a oh. cow one
0: <laughs> and then he retweet or he replied to you what's the rumor
1: <laughs> one of the episode 7 rumors
0: and he says sounds interesting I can dig it yeah, it
1: must be the one about Luke yeah which yeah I really I, and know. I
0: guess that's it from Corbin <laughs> oh man Corbin you gotta do some funny tweets man <laughs> <laughs> more more
1: Taco Bell tweets
0: yeah more Taco Bell tweets or least you,
1: you get tweets for all the different fast food restaurants you go to <laughs>
0: I wonder if Taco Bell has a twitter account oh I'm sure they do wait wait hold on Hold on, this is investigative reporting for you.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's some fake accounts for Taco Bell, too. Yep, they have 1.4 million followers.
0: Okay, so it's at Taco Bell. <laughs> I, don't know, I just didn't type that in. Okay. <laughs> I said Taco Bell Twitter. <laughs> okay. All right, let's check it out. Let's check it out. See what they're tweeting about. Just really quick. What? It's all replies? It.
1: I see one that says, just me and my Taco Bell. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> Will you follow us? We have something for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does Logan think? <laughs> That's awesome. Or, uh, soon. Love it. Coming. Do you like it? This is beautiful. <laughs> keep it up.
0: <laughs> see they don't have any tweets that it's okay to double dip with rolled chicken tacos. <laughs> <laughs> sign the sign the petition, be the change. I need a taco emoji.
2: <laughs>
0: taco is not just a food, it is a culture, a lifestyle. Dude, do you even taco? <laughs> oh
1: man, see Corbin's goal is to be retweeted by Taco Bell. Yeah, that should be your goal,
0: your life goal, man. Forget whatever you planned for your life. See, this is the taco emoji movement. Join us or get out.
1: Man, how rude.
0: (laughs) We need a Taco Bell emoji. Not having a taco emoji is almost as upsetting as not having a Taco Bell location.
1: (laughs) I, I think that's impossible. Taco Bell everywhere. Yeah,
0: there's, there's Taco Bell everywhere, Tim.
1: They need to be the promotion the promoters for uh, Batman v Superman like they were for eighty nine. That's I think my first exposure to Taco Bell was where I wanted to go to Taco Bell. Get why do we
0: why do we have this food emoji? No one even knows what fruit that is.
1: <laughs> but no <Yeah>. taco emoji. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna start following them, aren't you <laughs> you know what I think I am. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> okay what else what one more one more good one now is the time to stand up and fight for what is right. Do your part inside now hashtag taco emoji oh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what Taco Bell? you just gotta follow. <laughs>
1: One added to the one point four million. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Taco Bell. Taco Bell is the greatest food. I have to say.
1: For a little bit. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. Until you get the Taco Bell (laughs) (laughs) diarrhea. What I mean What's worse? Taco Bell, diarrhea, or not having a Taco Bell?
1: (laughs) There's a debate for you. I know. I'd probably have to go with not having a Taco Bell. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, But
0: anyway, that's our new feature on this podcast, the Taco Bell (laughs) conversation. Uh, But we can finally move on to our comic book reviews. So for November November 12th, we have Batman number 36 and Batman Eternal, Eternal number 32. So, Ted at number 36.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, it's only two comics. A busy work schedule struck this week where I couldn't get to my shop this week. <laughs> but we've got to think of a rating scale first.
0: Which talk about you... diarrhea.
1: No, I don't want to say that <laughs> for these two reviews. <laughs> if you want to do something else to talk about, sure. But...
0: <laughs> how about uh, how many times Brett Colt made us cry for Legends of the Night?
1: Okay, we'll go with that. That's a good one. Okay, I'm going to actually start with Batman Eternal number 32, which is kind of like, I don't want to say the restarting point, but they're kind of everyone's kind of regrouping in this issue. It starts off where Hush is confronting Stephanie Brown as the spoiler, kind of realizing she's causing more trouble than he thought he would, and he has to take her down. But Batman's there in time to save her. A pretty cool fight scene. was a little short, but Hush is able to get out of there, cause a diversion and explosion that makes that for Batman had to save spoiler. And then he escaped. So of course, Batman couldn't capture him in only in issue 32. We still got a few more to go, but the whole fallout from the explosion of Arkham kind of getting wrapped up. Tim, I'm
0: sorry. I've had my mic muted. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I've just been laughing to myself. You've been reading more talk about tweets. <laughs> No. Just about
0: the word taco bell diarrhea. <laughs>
1: well, if that um, if we had like a word of the day, it would be that. <laughs> Everything yeah. would go crazy.
0: You know what? You know what? Hold on, Tim. I'm going to do this live on the podcast and Corbin's going to be like, "What the heck is going on?" Hold on.
1: <laughs> Are you going to go drive down to Taco Bell during my comic review <laughs> and get a taco? <laughs>
0: Okay. I just uh read your Twitter timeline when you're done with this show.
1: Okay. Well <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got something to look forward to when we're done there.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so 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 Corbin will will read it initially and be like, What the heck? <laughs> and he'll listen to this podcast and he'll know what that is.
1: Uh, Give him a little tease. But when a he's little... listening to this it won't be a tease. <laughs> he'll know what yep. it is. <laughs>
0: but yeah sorry i interrupted yes you. may i continue yes may. <laughs> okay
1: so the fallout from the arkham explosion from the previous issues is getting wrapped up batman rescues batwing from the rubble alfred's been saved after he and bane made it out or bane assisted him in getting out and so uh, and then we get bard in hush executing another part of their plan which batman discovers a little too late He's having a conversation with Alfred's daughter, and then he's asking him if he heard if she's heard anything about the McGregor database. And she's like, "I don't even know what that is." Then Batman kind of reveals to her it's or reveals to her that it's actually like a, pretty much a list of all the locations of the different bunkers uh, he has a, across the city, without like weapon caches and like safe houses, just everything he needs to kind operate throughout the city. But then it turns out the whole reason why Hush came to Wade Manor in the first place and abducted Alfred was because he needed Alfred's blood, or DNA, because the only people who have access to that would be Bruce and Alfred. So since he captured Alfred, he had some of his blood, and now Hush is able to get into one of Bruce's weapon or bunkers, caches that he's going to use to cause more destruction than Gotham, because it's already under martial law, and things are already crazy. So the issue ends with Bruce realizing that what Hush was doing, so he leaves that out of the Batcave right away, but... The issue ends with a big explosion happening with some of the military group that's in Gotham. And there's this big pile of rubble, and the issue has, like, you see these different balloons saying, balloon bubbles saying, like, move away, help, get me, medics. This is implying tons of chaos going on in the city. And so in much this, this big rubble, you see a Batarang laying on there. So I'm getting the impression that Hush wants to frame Batman for all this and probably going to paint Batman in a bad light for having all these bunkers and weapons across the Gotham City so this up this issue was pretty good kind of moving things along we're moving away from one uh aspect of the story on to something new so it was solid but nothing really truly great I'm going to go ahead and give it three and a half out of five times that Brad Culp's movie Legends of the Legends of the Night made me cry did I say that right I have a feeling I didn't say it right
0: (laughs) times Brad Culp's film Legends of of the night,
1: okay. I was wondering. I forgot. It's dark. Dark night or dis night? It's dis night. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I got me dug tight.
0: Yeah, there's been so many times I wanted to say Legends of the Dark Night.
1: I know. <laughs> I wonder if they weren't allowed to use that.
0: No, because that's copyrighted, right?
1: Yeah, probably. But I don't know. <laughs> it's weird how these different licensing things like you can use it for some things, but you cannot like have it in the title or show anything for it. So I don't know.
0: Yes, it's just like the Dark Knight Returns um, animated movie. I mean, it wasn't anything about copyright. It was... um, What was it? Oh, it it was the nipples on the... Oh, yeah, the the Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, yeah. They could show that. They could show her smoking. Yeah,
1: (laughs) 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 that's stupid. That's what would give them an R rating, the (laughs) Smokey, Not that. (laughs) But anyway to Batman number 36, part two of Endgame. Now, part one was going to be pretty hard to top (laughs) because that issue was awesome. And this issue, probably not as good, but then it's like expected. It couldn't be that good to me, but this is really solid part two. The issue picks up where Batman kind of, it's like the issue had a a vision type thing that Batman was having. And he has another one here where he's fighting Killer Croc in a sewer and it takes him back to his battle with Superman here. Now yeah, this is a really cool battle. <laughs> See the Superman fight, Batman is oh you know, most of the time it's gonna be an epic fight. And this one did a disappoint with Batman in his cool suit that he's paid so much money for on <laughs> to take on the Justice League and having to go out with Superman. And it's pretty cool it has some great dialogue in here too where Batman kinda of has to reevaluate his fight with Superman how to use his suit. Because he has these things to go against Superman's powers, like an energy shield that blocks his heat vision. But he has to remember, Joker has him under control, and he's going to do things that he normally wouldn't do if he wasn't. So he has to adjust to that. Of course, kind of. This is what I liked about this fight sequence. You kind of know that none of them are really going to win. It's going to Superman's not going to win because then the Joker would win. But then Batman really can't take out Superman and just walk away from it victorious. So what Scott Snyder did hear in his dialogue i thought was really good because you know bad boys always have the the dispute or the debate who would win in a fight batman versus superman batman fans are going to say batman superman fans will say superman and how batman can't stand a chance so batman is able to stop superman by (laughs) having something called what alfred dubbed the kryptonite gum which actually is just um i'll just read it right here it says it's a synthetic rubber of polymer laced with a radioactive kryptonite dust, but he held it in his mouth, so he just spit it at Superman, and then it kind of makes him uh, fall to the ground because they're flying uh, Joker Superman I'll call him, was having choking Batman by the neck, and he's just taking him real high up in the sky. But once Batman spits that on him, he loses all his energy, like, you know, kryptonite would. But here's the line that I really liked in this part and during Batman's monologue. He says, who wins in a fight? The answer is always the same. Neither of us. So it's like, in a way, I think Scott Snyder is saying, issuing, like, his, throwing his two cents into that debate of Batman versus Superman, where really neither of them win. They're kind of both great characters, and when they're kind of pitted against each other, it kind of takes a little bit away of what makes them special, I guess you could say. So in the end, none of them do. And I just really like that analogy and aspect of it. I don't know if that was his intention, but that's what I took out of it. I thought it was pretty cool. So Batman regroups in the Batcave with all the Jutsling members under the Joker talks that are recuperating. And then uh, Batman pretty much recounts what happened in Death of the Family with Alfred's daughter. And just kind of recounting what happened there and how everyone lost trust and how Joker was kind of doing it in a twisted way where he thinks he's friend, friends with Bruce and that now he's his enemy, even though they were always enemies. So it's Joker's twisted way of thinking. He's explaining all that to Alfred's daughter. So Bruce goes back to Arkham, which again is in Robo and he goes to visit Joker's old cell. And then here's where the big twist in the issue comes. Batman gets a visit by um, one of the Arkham doctors. His name was Eric Border, who I don't know if you remember, Dane, but he was introduced way back in that Batman annual. He was like the new orderly in Arkham. Who was, uh, I forget her name, but there is that lady who made Batman. She was like kept in the basement of Arkham and no one was allowed to see her. She was like mistreated. And she somehow like invaded Batman's mind And she makes, like, see, not necessarily his worst fears, but kind of, like, the worst moments of his life. So, this character, he was in Arkham Manor, too, but he was someone I never really paid attention to or noticed if he was in any other comics, but when I saw the little notification on one of the panels that says, way back in Batman, Annual 2, when this Eric Border guy shows up, I was like, okay, now I remember who he was, but he looked a little different. But, again, this is where the twist comes in. He actually ends up being the Joker. And... While it's a cool twist, I will say that it's not the best or, like, that didn't have the biggest impact on me, like uh, Grant Morrison's one where he was Oberon Sexton. That blew me away right in not see coming Kind of knew Joker was going to show up eventually, and the way this guy was drawn, I could kind of see it coming a little bit, because there started teased that new image of the Joker before I read this issue, and it's the way his hair was cut was pretty similar. So I kind of figured it would be him. And plus the character of Eric Border, you never really like I said, didn't remember him too much and didn't leave that big of an impact on me. But when you go back and read those issues, it's like, you it didn't seem it was like it was the Joker, but if it was, it was diff- another one of those things to plant himself somewhere where no one would suspect it. And it, it, for readers too, I'd imagine that was the case, because no way when I read Batman Annual number two that I thought that was a Joker. So while we do get the reveal, it just didn't have the same big impact like the Grant Morrison did. And even in the first part of Endgame where the joker revealed himself through superman that was totally awesome <laughs> it just blew me away so while this was always good it just wasn't great and it's not the best one but then joker kind of reveals his plan for uh, batman saying like this is it no more fun games this is plus the title end game like the final battle between me and you pretty much joker talks is going to be unleashed throughout the whole city and cause chaos so i kind of like the idea of joker being fed up with it <laughs> it's like saying okay i'm done with this it's time to end this like game once and for all. And so well, I'm curious to see how, I hope it's something bigger than just Joker toxin amongst the city. Knowing Joker, yes, has to have something else planned, but definitely intrigued to see where this is going. And again, more great art from Greg Capullo here. There's that motif with the fly that was kind of at the end of Batman, uh, death of the family, that fly returns here as Joker's telling Batman his plans. There's this fly who just lands on Batman's eye and his lens. And that's, this gets zooming in closer and closer as the joker speak and you move into Batman's cowl, it just gets to the eye, the lens, and then it's just fully zoomed in on the eye of the fly. As Joker's pointing one of his uh bang guns at him with the it looked like a real gun, but it's one of those joke ones that has the word bang on it. But you know Batman's not dead here. Joker just didn't shoot him, so <laughs> we'll see where it picks up after that. But the also also the backup story about this five arc of inmates are gonna tell their different stories. I knew it was going to be twisted, and this one started off in a twisted way about this woman who's in Arkham, who how she had a family, but noticed that her husband was acting different one day, and that she thought he was a robot, and he was corrupting her family. And so what does she do? She kills her husband and her two kids because he was turning into evil robots. But of course, she's just insane, and so she just brutally murders her family, who are just a normal family, which was pretty twisted, and then... In Arkham, Joker meets with her and just kind of plants it more in the head that, no, she was right. You're good to do that. I'm actually the head robot master or the leader. And so putting that fear into her, the Joker, instead of trying to help someone, their their mental illness, you know, Joker's just going to amplify that and just make that person believe more and more what they uh, saw and did as something that was fact when they know it's not. So a pretty good backup, expecting more twisted stories to come out of this. So... Overall, part two of Endgame was another great uh, Scott Snyder, Batman, Joker story. Um, I probably, like I said, didn't like it as much as part one. But again, I was hard to top. And just the only thing that's holding this one back for me was Joker's reveal not being a huge surprise to me like Superman's reveal as the Joker was in part one. So overall, I really love this issue. I'm going to give it four and a half out of five times that Red Cult made me cry during Legends of the Night.
0: It's a lot of times, Tim. Yeah. He must have just been bawling like a baby.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm sure it's going to have that impact on a lot of people because there's a lot of tear-jerker moments in that movie, which I don't care yeah. how uh, uh, tough you try to act or try to make it like where it doesn't affect you. You'll get a little numb in your throat, a little teary-eyed in some of those moments.
0: So so what if you're a sociopath?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Joker wouldn't. Or some oh, okay. twisted way, he'd cry at us for some different reason. <laughs> well yeah thank you Tim for all of that yes I wish there was more I know Batman and Robin came out this week doing this other part of Eternal but
0: looking at it this way Tim we've been informed about two comics
1: yes better than nothing I suppose
0: (laughs) but uh, yeah we're at the end of this podcast we just want to remind you go over to com if you need some new headphones affordable headphones uh and if you do decide to buy headphones, on your checkout or in your checkout page, just enter the promo code TVU saves and you get thirty-three 3- percent off your entire order, free worldwide shipping. So just go over to TweetsAudio.com. So with that said, Tim, we just want to remind you to go over to the Batman Universe at thebatmanuniverse.net or on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Batman Universe or on Twitter. The Twitter handle is what Tim.
1: The Twitter handle. <laughs> Why do I get tongue tied something in this episode? I
0: don't know. Maybe you're just nervous because yeah. you're talking to me.
1: Yeah, I've only done this seventy-one times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Twitter handle at <laughs> <laughs> Batman Universe. <laughs> and
0: you can follow all of us on Twitter. Tim's Twitter handle is what Tim at Tim G. 311.
1: No, 10G 311. 311. Mike will understand where I'm coming from. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's because you and Mike are like blood brothers, man. Yes. <laughs> it's like tied for life because of that 311 band.
1: Yes, us fans will always be tied to life if you like them. Like them. <laughs>
0: yeah. My Twitter handle is at DaneSaysBanana. You can also find us on iTunes, as well as all the other Batman Universe podcasts. You can rate and review us, and you can rate and review who else, Tim?
1: And all those other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but just focus on us, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to get that 12th review. Yes.
1: If you, and
0: if you would like to send us an email with any questions or comments, you can email us at batfanswithoutpants at gmail.com. And you can also check out our Facebook page, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: like i can't talk after 71 episodes you'll get the terminologies of yeah no. at twitter they're different
0: <laughs> words they use twitter, uh, d- different uh word terminology yeah. Facebook's yeah.
1: page like and uh, twitter has handles <laughs> yeah
0: twitter handles yeah not twitter pages right
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: uh but yeah you can check out our uh facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast but i wouldn't blame you if you didn't because nobody ever does
1: despite all my posting (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) you find us on twitter and our twitter handle is at batfans 27 and we're getting a lot of (laughs) yeah we're getting a lot of replies we're getting a a lot of new followers and stuff which is really cool uh but
1: twitter is the place to interact with (laughs) more than facebook
0: but with that said we'll see you guys next time everybody we love you we love you very much fire yes. buddy. Adios. You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to play a sad song in the beginning to make Corbin cry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then he'll cry more once we get into the feature topic of Legend of the Night.
0: Yeah. He, he'll be overcome with sadness. And then his wife will come in and be like, why are you crying? I didn't marry a crybaby? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but then he'll go to Taco Bell and cheer himself up. Yeah, just go
0: to Taco Bell. Taco Bell is, like, a natural antidepressant. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> you got the blues going down. I don't know. Wow, what is
2: <laughs> No!